This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. And then he deprives it. I'm just like, no! <laughs> and KYT's like, get a mana deprived shirt immediately. <laughs> this kid is top 80, let's go. So him and Alex ran to the hotel room. <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to the A Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> and now, the AT. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 95 of the Eighteen Podcast. This is KYT with Jay, Jonathan, and Scott. I'm back, fellas. How's it going? <laughs> Well, you know, it was okay, but now you're back. Better than Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh, are we going to talk about that? Come on, seriously. So, today on Rumor... <laughs> are you serious? He's he's better off without her anyway, so he's fine. You Whatever. guys are so G-bomb. What are you talking about? You're the one who brought it up, douche. I know! Yeah, it was, it was like a gay test. Yeah. You know what? She's she's the beard anyway, so it doesn't even matter. The beard. Okay, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's a carry beard? On. Yeah, he's a acting beard. like he doesn't know when he knows yeah. damn well. What it is. I don't know what a is beard a, is. <laughs> a beard is a woman that a gay man gets with, so that he can provide the illusion that he is straight. I've never heard of that. A you beard. Don't know enough gay people that have been in the closet. A beard. Why is <laughs> yeah. it called a beard? Because. A beard is is predominantly a masculine thing, you know. Like it's it's considered like the excess of masculinity is to have a, a big beard, which is why you grow one to compensate. But that's cool. Like I'm down with that. I still love you. Um, but yeah, that's why that's why they call it a beard. I just made the beard motion. <laughs> Shout out to Evil Beard who said I Shout out to Evil Beard cast last week with all your talking, with yeah. all of my talking. <laughs> So you guys were uh, in Columbus last week. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was like a gathering of <laughs> professional magic players. One might say that it was a grand gathering. <laughs> <laughs> what show am I on? <laughs> so there was, a, there was a GP? Yes. Yep. Yeah? It was modern format? Yes. Excellent. And it was, and, uh, uh, it was sweet. Yeah. KYT had three buys. I had two buys. Uh, two buys. I don't. John, did you have them. any buys? I had zero buys, unfortunately. Okay. So before we get into it, let's just start off. Record, 
John? Uh, five and four. Okay. KYT? I think I finished nine and six. I'm not... All right. Yeah, nine and six. But day okay. two. And day two. <laughs> yeah, you were like eight and one going into day two, right? Seven and two. Seven and two. I lost seven my and last two. one. Well, that's good. Another day two. So, like, geez, next year, you may actually fucking top eight one of these things. Well, hopefully, these hopefully at uh, GP Toronto. Hopefully. <laughs> just got to keep practicing year. this format. Just stop playing terrible decks. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so talk to us about the experience. How was it? Like, you guys actually met for the first time. Fuck, like... How was that? It was so, awesome. Was it, remote, was, was it remotely as cool as it was when I came to your front door? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really cool. I Actually, I'll, I'll be honest. Actually, when I first met KYT, it was not so cool. Uh, he was standing there with Mark's son. And, <laughs> That's why uh, it wasn't cool. <laughs> he was standing there with Mark's son, and they were both acting like they were the coolest Asians in the room. And they were just too cool for me. Like, I got there, and I was like, hey, KYT. And I like, gave him a hug or tried to. And he's like, oh, hey, John, um, yeah, we got to go. Uh, we'll be back. And then they just left. Ugh. And I'm like, what the hell is this, man? <laughs> so I was like, well, whatever, dude. So I went and started to enjoy my uh, wow. my GP experience, a.k.a. trading for cards that I needed because uh, a certain vendor forgot my order, which Ugh. shall be remain nameless. Uh, <laughs> was it yeah. legit MTG? No, they didn't forget my order. They're awesome. Okay. Okay, <laughs> um, so yeah, where do you want me to stop? Because like I can stop at any time. That was my first impression of meeting KYT. Okay, KYT. What about you? Well, we everyone had this plan to because uh, John because uh, they actually were everyone was surprised that me and John had not met. Like, like you didn't meet Medina yet, even Sal. Uh, from face-to-face games, for our listeners who don't know, was surprised. Like, you haven't met John yet? Like, you haven't met Jonathan Medina yet? And so what they wanted to do was get some random Asian to pretend to be me. Uh... But when, like, the only Asian we could find out next was was Mark's son, we're like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> even, if, even, nope. if, even if Mark <laughs> said he could do a very good KYD impression where he just goes, hey, everyone. This is episode 85 of the, like, he just <laughs> pretends to be me, but it wasn't going to work, and uh, John was able to find me before we were able to find some random Asian dude. So gotcha. that's why when I first saw him, I'm like, okay, plan is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting to meet John for the first time, because I think that, I don't, I don't know how to say this without, <laughs> no offense, John, but uh from listening to you from your writing for how how big you made your persona sound i think you, you were like i expected you to be taller this monstrous beast <laughs> like <laughs> with a bazooka or something and you're just like this nice little guy well not little um cuz i'm not that tall either but you i i expected like machine guns like big muscles <laughs> i'm like hey, just a regular guy <laughs> Oh man, so so my my reputation completely preceded me there, right? Um, Online persona is like you're like the boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's not to take away. Like, it's not like you're some scrawny little guy or something. You know, I'm just saying that your your online persona is like way over the top, right? So, and what's my regular persona like? Just like a really cool guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so I let KYT. I guess I let KYT down a little bit. He expected me to roll in with a tank, yeah. playing like rap music <laughs> and stuff, and like my entourage, like running the Mexican yeah. flag behind you, flapping in the wind. And then he was supposed to like get like access to me, like through my crew or something. <laughs> and then instead, I just showed up. I'm like, hey, KYT, let me have a hug, man. And he's just like, what? Fuck. This is Medina. <laughs> oh man, sorry about that. I came with <laughs> but uh, after the initial awkwardness of, I guess, not meeting KYT's expectations and uh, and that stuff, uh, it was really cool. It was uh, fun to hang out with him. Uh, I hung out with him, Alex, and uh, Frankie Richards from nice. the Crazy Talk cast, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was uh, it. Was really cool, really good time. Uh, we uh, we just hung out. We. We ate together. We watched uh, The Dark Knight, which was an awesome movie. Um, mm-hmm. I love the moments where KYT turned over, turned to look at me during the movie, and uh, he would just give me the like, "What the fuck?" Look, yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? This movie's insane. <laughs> but, but both of us were like, no. I just- John would say something out loud, and it would make, like, the whole row laugh, because you're like, you said, like, what the fuck, out loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, because that Bane guy, man, he was such a badass, dude. <laughs> we can't spoil anything, because Dad here yeah, has... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm not that dumb. I'm just saying, you know. So, uh, so hanging out with those guys was really, really good time. Um, it was... Uh, I don't know, just cool. Like I had already met Alex, so I knew what to expect there. And oh, Frankie, Frankie is a lot more uh, reserved in in real life. Way, way, way more reserved in real life. Yeah, I was yeah. I was kind of worried that he wasn't having a good time at first because he was just very quiet, you know. And I'm like, Frankie, you having a good time, man? You excited? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm having a great time, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how he is. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, it. Was cool. So I, I want you to confirm to our listeners that I'm nowhere near as quiet as people think I am, or our fans. And uh, if anyone is quiet, sorry to put him on the spot, but uh, I, I we got the I got to meet Norbert for the first time this past weekend, and uh, <laughs> he's, he's quiet. What? <laughs> we're, we're making jokes because Norbert talks very low. Yeah. Uh, he'll be like. He's like, hey, uh, I was wondering if you want to look at my EDH binder. And it's like, what? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we were making jokes about that. Sorry, Norbert. <laughs> at least we're doing it to your face right now, you know? Um, oh, Jesus Christ. And so, so we were making jokes about that. And then, like, totally unintentionally, I was trading with him the next day. <laughs> and uh, he said something to me. I'm like, what? And KYT just started busting up laughing. Because <laughs> I, I already knew it was going to happen. <laughs> He's going to say something, and you're just going to go, what? <laughs> so. oh man so Norb was really good and yeah and KYT is, is definitely a lot more talkative um, he's a lot more talkative in real life and the guy seems like he's running a multi million dollar company because like there's never a moment where he's not like typing something on his iPhone or where he's not walking around with the headphones <laughs> yeah yeah so he he, uh, he looks a little bit dorky with his headphones um it's a little bit to get over, but, uh, you know, other than that, I think he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that you can absolutely confirm, though, is that KYT literally laughs as much in public as he does on this show. True. Yeah. 
This is true. Yeah. This is sometimes sometimes more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. I was uh I was doing pretty well in the GP to start. Um I hadn't played really. any you lost your first round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean after the first I was doing round. pretty well after that. <laughs> after the first round. So like I uh, I hadn't played any modern. Um I think I played four games with Jake Miser before like like at midnight or something just cuz he wanted to try his deck out. And he was playing Splinter Twin and I was playing Nyapod. And we did the sna- the sneak keep ditch whatever. And so remember last week I was like, yeah, I don't know about this deck, like it's supposed to be good whatever. So before the tournament I was talking to Alex and some other people about the deck to find out like what certain cards were for. Cause like I had no idea why there's Sigarda in the in the sideboard, like it's just like a Sigarda. I'm like uh, I guess if you want a beater or something, I didn't really get it. But it's supposed to be against Jund because they can't Liliana you, and they can't yeah. target it. Yeah. So they basically can't beat that card. The other thing is like against Eldrazi's, if you get it out, they can't like make you sack, and then you can. Yeah, there's no Annihilator. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of like cool uses for it. So, anyways, I played my first round. And uh, I lost to Merfolk. And it was one of those rounds where it was like game three, it, came, it was really close. And it, I got him down to one life. And there's a saying that if you lose and your opponent was at one life, you probably screwed up somewhere, right? So that's what happened is I screwed up. Uh, he swung with a, he swung with a, like a fully pumped um, Coral Helm commander, which has flying when it's fully pumped. So he hit me for four. I was like at 16, and I would have went to 12 if I let him hit me. And I was afraid that he was going to play a spreading seas, and then he had like he had a ground team, and he probably would have just killed me if he played spreading seas, right? Because I didn't have any islands. He would have made something an island and then killed me. So instead of like playing to win, I tried to play to like survive, and I blocked with my birds so that I wouldn't go to 12. And then after I blocked with the birds, I thought, oh man. Like, maybe I shouldn't have blocked with that bridge, because if I draw a Noble Hire, then I could kill him. Because he's at one life, and he has no flying blockers, right? So, um, sure enough, I didn't draw a Noble Hire, but I drew a Gavany Township. And then uh, I was not able to kill him, and then he just kind of crawled back out of, uh, out of the, the, the depths and won. So I lost my first round, and then I won the next five. Yeah, what a boss. Yeah. Yeah. So I crushed the next five rounds. Uh, I started to really get a hang for hang of the deck and like really understand it. Uh, the in the sixth round, uh, I played against Blue White Control, which is one of the harder matchups because they have like Path to Exile and Cryptic Command and Remand and all these stuff to just slow you down until you can't like win, you know. And I was just like slamming my Kiki Jiki right into his like open four mana. And uh, he just never had it. I was just making him have it, and he just never did. So, <laughs> yeah, he and the look that he gave me was priceless. For not respecting the format? Yeah, because he had Cryptic commanded me a, a, a turn before, like a game before or something. So, like, he had four mana up, and he's just looking at me like he's not going to do it. And then I was just like, kiki-jiki? And he's like, um, and just looks at me like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, okay, like, I'm an idiot. Go ahead and counter it. And, like, blow me out with a cryptic command and he's like it resolves and i'm like oh man that he must have the path i'm like you know activate target my my restoration angel and he's like 
looking at me like blank stare. I'm like, all right, like what's going on? And then he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, make another one, make another one, make another one, make another one. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> I'm like, all right, how many times do I have to do this? So like the next, the next game, game three, and he had another four mana open again. And I was just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to do this again. Why not? It worked last time. So I just ran it out there again. And then you, you could just see how frustrated he was because he... <laughs> I just would not respect this counter magic. And, uh, yeah, and he didn't have it, so I killed him. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. So, yeah, so I did that, and the games I lost, I lost to a, oh, man, I lost to a weird-ass uh, green, black, white, blue deck. Okay. And it was uh, basically like a gifts control deck with Liliana. The the only thing that, basically, the reason why he won both games is because he just gifts for Elishnorn. And in my deck, I had really no answers to Elish Norn. Yeah. Like, you can swing them down to, like, like a nine life and then steal the Elish Norn with Zealous Conscripts and kill them that way. But that was, like, the only out that I had. And uh, I had boarded the Zealous Conscripts out in the second game. I beat him wow. game one, boarded the Zealous Conscripts out, got blown out by Elish Norn. Uh, and then I was like, oh crap, he has Elishnorn. Cause I didn't see gifts before. I thought it was just some weird ass like rock deck. And, mm. and then, so like I bored the, the, the conscripts back in and then he Elishnorn me again. And I got it to the point where I can conscripts his Elishnorn, hit him and then stone cloak my conscripts back to my hand, let him hit me and then conscripts again and then kill him. Right. So I had like almost exactsies for doing that. So I went to go with that plan, but he dark blasted my conscripts in response to me targeting Elishnorn. So so basically I had to stone cloak my conscripts there and I lost the three damage. And then I didn't I didn't win the game because I had no other way to return the the conscripts after that. Mm. So I lost that one and then uh so I was, uh, what was I, five and two going into round eight. And so, like, if I win the next two, I can day two. And uh, I played against black-white tokens. Uh, first game, I crushed him. Second game, he tokened me, like, really fast. And uh, and then third game, I had him dead on turn five. And I had, a like, a Thalia holding, like, his stuff down because he w- couldn't cast everything on time. And... This is my only bad beat story of the whole GP. I um, I basically had a an angel that I was going to play at the end of turn, and then untap and kiki cheeky him. So then he plays a blue mana. He plays his fifth land, which is a hallowed fountain, and he plays blue mana. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And he goes, uh, polymorph taps out polymorph my token, and I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Because I'm thinking, there's no way he can really win. Like, if he gets a Blightsteel or even an Emrakul, right, then I'm just going to combo him next turn. Uh, but he got an Elishnorn. So, yeah. so it turns out <laughs> I can't actually beat Elishnorn. So, so, so I got an Elishnorn, and then it was a slow death for me. It was really annoying. And, uh, <laughs> so I died to that. And then I played the last round just for funsies because I was already out. And some, like, punk kid like splinter twin me on turn four like twice so so yeah i wasn't wasn't happy about that but uh but yeah that's how my my uh tournament experience went okay okay 
So I, I'm going to talk about my experience of how, especially of how much I hate eggs, as I tweeted uh, during day one. So eggs is like it's like the second sunrise deck. Is what you're talking about here? Yeah, I, I, I want someone. If oh man, but Jade doesn't play modern. Meme? But if, Jade doesn't play modern. But if if Jade ever happens to play modern, I want someone. I'll, I'll pay you to play this deck against them just to and tell me what his reaction is because Jade would just flip a table. Sure. <laughs> I hate this deck because. So talk about it. Go on. Um. Like, the problem with it is that I don't really know how it works either. I know how it works if you need to Okay, Go. Yeah, somebody. Okay. So, eggs is basically this. It used to be a deck based on those eggs from Invasion. And you basically play these artifacts. I think they make mana. I don't remember what those eggs do. So, they're basically, like, you play them... And they don't they don't cantrip though, right? They yeah. just like tap they they tap for one and then they t- and tap them and they make like a pair of colors. They're sort of like signets, right? Yeah, they, you, I think you sacrifice them, right? And then they they might cantrip oh. and like make mana or something weird. Anyways, it's really irrelevant because that's basically where it got the name. But other than that, they don't really you don't play with eggs anymore. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, this is what the eggs do. All right, so Dark Water Egg is from Odyssey. You pay two mana. It's one mana to play. You pay two mana, sacrifice Dark Water Egg, add a black and a blue to your mana pool, and draw a card. I have okay. never heard of that before. Okay. Okay, cool. okay, okay, so this is why it's called Eggs, because it used to play a bunch of those. It doesn't play those anymore, because obviously this is modern, and Odyssey is not in modern. Um, so what you play instead is Chromatic Star and Chromatic Sphere. Conjurer's Bobble, Eltor Flask, Lotus Bloom, Pirate Spellbomb. Like, it's a Spellbomb deck. Yeah. Right? So you play all of that stuff. And basically, the gist of it is, you also play um, Ghost Quarter and, like, Fetchlands. Okay? So these are important, because what you do is you have a turn where, like, a Lotus Bloom comes in play. It also plays this card called Reshape. We'll get to that. So basically, the gist of the deck is you sacrifice all these artifacts that draw you a card. And then you draw all these cards and make all this mana. And then you end up playing uh, Second Sunrise, which says return all artifacts and lands <laughs> that have gone to the graveyard that turn back to the battlefield. Artifact, creature, enchantment, and land cards that were put in his or her graveyard from play this turn. Each player does it. It's white, white, one at an instant. Yeah. So basically you bring all that stuff back, <laughs> but you have, like, mana flow, especially if you do this, like, if you ghost quarter your own basic, like, flow to mana, ghost quarter it, and then, like, when you second sunrise, you get the ghost quarter and the basic back. And same thing with the fetch line. Like, if you fetch, then you get the fetch land back. So you basically make all this mana out of doing this over and over again. And you use, uh, you use Noxious Revival. Yeah. To put... Or Noxious Revival's in a, re- in a yeah. reclaim or some shot. Yes. Yeah, so you put the card back on the top, the, the second sunrise, and then draw it off the egg. And then you go off again. And the way that this works is also you get Lotus Blooms. They all come back. So you can keep cracking the Lotus Blooms. It's like Black Lotus. And you use the card Reshape to basically go get the Lotus Bloom. So you're like two blue, sacrifice this star, go get my, uh, you know, get draw a card from the star, go get my Bloom, uh, sacrifice this Lotus Bloom, uh, second sunrise, get my fetch land, my star, my Lotus Bloom back. You know, and then you like, 
Noxious Revival, The Second Sunrise Back, Crack the Star, Draw the Noxious Revival, <laughs> Crack the, you know, thing, Play More Stars, you know, and then you just keep doing this over and over again until, like, you basically uh, draw your deck, and there's an infinite combo loop in there where you can just pyrite spell bombs uh, or gain infinite life. So you could shoot them for two with pyrite or with sunbeam spell bomb, you can gain infinite life. So you, the reason why this, this is a deck now, like it used to be a deck in modern that was kind of real fringy, but the reason it is now is because it has, now we have access to face reward, oh. which does the same <laughs> thing. So now they have six copies of second sunrise in their deck. So it's just much more consistent because it pretty much does the same thing for the deck. Ugh. So is that like yeah. a, that's a, that's a, that's a quick like rundown of what, how, how this deck works. It's like, it's, it's like the absolute height of deck masturbation. Yeah. Like yeah. It's worse. It's worse than storm. Yeah. The, the funniest thing I heard about this deck is somebody. <laughs> so he second sunrise with all this crap in the graveyard and somebody jun charmed him. Right to, like, remove all that stuff so he doesn't get it all back. In response, he face reward it back, lets the gen charm resolve with nothing in the graveyard, then sacks it all before the second sunrise resolves. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. And, it, and it basically gets it all back from the second sunrise. So it's just like, it's in, and then it's out. Let your gen charm resolve, and then put it all back in. <laughs> Jay, you would absolutely hate this, and the reason why I hated it I lost to it. Um, I lost to it in round, I think, three. I lost game one because I just, I think I've played this deck before. I just didn't remember, so I brain farted and lost that one. And uh, game two, I stole stole it with uh, just having lots of relics of Progenitus uh, in play. And game three was, well, he just did what he, uh, it's like the Jun Charm story, but I have relic, so in response, us to relic, he he plays another one of those second sunrise spells. Um, and the reason I hate the deck so much is because it takes a long time to kill you, and they're just gonna whiff. Uh, I think John's friend or writer uh, whiffed against Lucas in uh, in one of the later rounds of day two, right? Yeah, I don't know if you were watching the game where he whiffed, but like. Eggs almost made top eight of the GP, um, and wow. I just I just hate the deck just because you don't know, at least storm they kill you and you know like brain freeze like I'm I'm just like just kill me don't pirate spell bomb me and draw your entire deck again to just do another two damage to my face like fuck but, uh, <laughs> it's the worst deck and the, the fact that Liz Cransdale actually says he's going to build because uh, so they I, I I'd never heard of this deck before and and but then I hear Liz Cransdale being like oh, I just <laughs> bought everything I need for eggs from legit MTG for less than 30 bucks. He yeah. did. I'm like he did. <laughs> I'm like okay. Oh man. So apparently it's the cheapest competitive cuz I think the deck is real just like John says because of uh, multiple copies now of Second Sunrise that allows the deck to be more consistent than before. I think it's for real. Do I think it's the best combo deck? I don't think it's better than Storm. I'm not sure. But I hate the fact that it's a real deck. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I walked over to watch my buddy. Uh, his name is Garrett Young. Uh, he plays Belcher a lot, like at the start of the game, opens and stuff. So, like, I went over there to watch him play a feature match, and I, I told KYT, I'm like, hey, man, this is my homie. And he's like, who, Lucas? 
And I'm like, no, man, Garrett, the guy played eggs. He's like, oh, man, I hate that deck. I'm rooting for Lucas <laughs> <Yeah>. from Canada. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I'm rooting for Garrett. And this is uh, this was like game two. And uh, Garrett, we had the trigger on the stack to remove the, the Lotus Bloom counter. He silenced him, uh, silenced Lucas. And I'm like, why did he do that? That's kind of weird. But it was so that Lucas couldn't counter his, uh, his Lotus Bloom. So then Lucas counters the silence and then counters the Lotus Boom. And I'm like, damn it! Deprive like, no, no, he doesn't deprive the Lotus Boom. He he uh, negates it. Okay. He he man, no, no, he negates the thing and then man leaves the Bloom. Okay, you're right. And then the then the second the next turn, uh, Garrett goes to reshape. So he reshapes his sphere to get the bloom because if he can just get the bloom, then he already has a second sunrise and he can just combo him. So he goes to get the bloom and then uh, Lucas deprives it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, because that was like the nail in the coffin. Like if he didn't get the bloom there, it was like over. And then he deprives it. I'm just like, no. <laughs> and KYT's like, get a mana deprived shirt immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is top eighty. Let's go. So him and Alex ran to the hotel room. <laughs> oh man, that was great. It was great watching you and Alex, uh, like tag team the GP. You know what I mean? <laughs> to finish up my day one, I think we had some comments uh, from our listeners that wanted us to talk more about strategy and stuff. So I play green red Tron. Um, obviously. Not too much strategy with this deck, actually. So um, I went with it because I was comfortable with it. And um, I know Charles Gindy was also playing Green Red Tron. And when I talked to Jerry a bit uh, while we were sitting uh, for the player meeting, he told me that uh, Gindy was playing Thrag Tusks in his sideboard uh, over Batter Scroll or even more Worm Call Engines, maybe, because Thrag Tusks just laughs at other people's ancient grudges. So I actually decided to slip one in into my sideboard. And uh, obviously with one copy, I, I couldn't really play that much. But it did it did win me one game against Rug Delver. So maybe Thraktus is the real deal in modern. I'm not too sure. But you know, definitely I would test that out in the future. Uh, the other deck that I lost on day one was um, Merfolk. I also lost to Merfolk, just like John did. Merfolk. Merfolk. <laughs> and... <laughs> I don't know if it's a terrible matchup for me because I did mull to, to four and then I just kept kept a hand with like no lands. I just said like fuck it and lost. So it's gotten obviously much better with the addition of the new lord. Like it really has made a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a dodge like if they can get the right combination out before I can pyroclasm, just like makes my pyroclasms dead. Mm-hmm. Um I did have forked bolt in my sideboard, which are insane against Phantasmal Images. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I had Forked Bolt, but I didn't have the red mana with my with my four-card hand. So it's yeah. interesting, man. Can I come back from this if I just Fork Bolt his dudes? But never saw oh, I thought you said four to bolds. I was like, no, why are you four, running yeah. to bold? Like, how is that yeah. even good against Merfolk? Because <laughs> Forked Bolt, okay. I that in the Tron deck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then after day one, Alex decided to test against John, my, my Tron deck against Nyapod. And, you know, after the testing done, he goes up to me and goes, says, good luck. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, cr- and- I crushed Alex just so, so you guys don't have to read between the lines there. 
And what <laughs> day two, the first person I play against is Jeff Foster, playing Night. Oh no! Yeah, playing Nyapod, possibly my worst matchup, at least amongst the popular decks. And game one, I crushed him with turn three Karn, but two and three with Fulminator Mage Cyborg, it's a nightmare matchup for for the Tron deck. <laughs> if I- yeah. Unless you natural Tron, uh, unless you natural Tron the Niapod deck, I really feel favored as a Niapod player. Like if they don't natural Tron me, then I pretty sure I can win. Like the other reason is like you have spells kite, so like the first thing I do if I'm not going to kill him on turn four is I get the spells kite online, because one of the worst things they can do is like Karn, Karn a land, then it just sets you back so much and gives them the time they need to set up. But if mm-hmm. you have the spells kite, then they're like carnal land, then you're like eat my spells kite, you know, untap, kiki jiki, kill you or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. It also protects your angel, so you can be like you know, angel and you can have it out there and beating while, you know, not being afraid of getting it carned, you know. So if Niapod like stays popular, then you know, if I had more time to prepare for the format, then I would not play Green Red Tron because it was like Niapod was everywhere in day two and I could not realistically see myself making top eight with Red Trine uh, with that, unless I had some tech, which I still can't figure out um, what to actually do because, you know, Niapod can easily play around Graph Tigger's Cage, Torpor Orb, whatever you have, they can just have either... Well, Cage is harder. I was saying that on Twitter. Like, Orb is... Torpor Orb is like a joke against Niapod because then you can just court a calling for Kozali Pride Mage and blow it up. Or you can just kill them with Angels and Kitchen Finks. Like, it doesn't even, like, some decks, like, they're like, oh, I have all these Torpor Orbs, I'm doing fine. And then it's just like, yeah, I'll just beat you up with dudes. Like, I don't care about Torpor Orb. But the Graph Digger's Cage, I felt that was more disruptive to me. Because okay. unless I natural draw my pieces, I can't search it with Birthing Pod, and I can't search it with Corda Calling. And Corda Calling is huge in the Niapod deck. It's... yeah. It's really important to get the bullets because you have bullets to help you in matchups. And if they're just like Grafter's Cage, you're like, oh crap, like now I can't search. And if you keep, like, one time I kept like double cord hand and like mana dorks. And then it was like turn one Grafter's Cage. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, because my cord does nothing and I just have mana dorks to like fight this guy off, you know? <laughs> but if if they were like, Torpor Orb, I'm just like, yeah! <laughs> like, first court, I'm going to go get my Quasali Pride Mage, you know? Second court, I'll go get my Eternal Witness, return my cord back to my hand, you know? Untap, court again, you know? Yeah. I, I just thought Torpor Orb was, like, I think I tweeted this about how I wanted to play 4, uh, is more, because I was scared of Twin, but I think, based on what you said, I think Grafteager's Cage is just because there's Storm that it sort of splash hates, and then there's Niapod, and it might be just more effective. I, I should, should definitely play more Grafteager Cages than Torpor Orb in my sideboard if I do expect Niapod. Yeah, Twin doesn't care about Cage, really. Yeah, I mean, it, twin, twin is more, like, Pod is better against Twin, because they are, like, all about the combo, like, quick. Or Orb, you mean? Yeah, yeah, Orb is better yeah. against Twin. Um Mm-hmm. But but even then they have echoing truth and stuff like that. So, and it doesn't seem like Twin is that popular anymore. Or at least it wasn't no. at the top tables when uh, on day two. Yeah, I think Nia Pod is just better than Twin. You know. Well, I think that you've got a, a suitable plan B, right? Like if you just can't combo out, your guys don't terribly suck. 
right? Like, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna bash down with my fucking Deceiver Exarch all day, yeah. you know, as a one of just to get that get in there. Like, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, when you have like Restoration Angels, you can just kill them with angels. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is like the Restoration Angel Kitchen Finks combo, and just by itself, it's just like insane because it's just like. You know, all the aggro decks just struggle against that. Like, I played against Affinity, and that matchup is, like, a, like a buy, pretty much. Because, like, round one, or game one, you just, like, play out your Kitchen Finks to gain a life and then combo them. And they really can't interrupt it. I mean, they either can interrupt and they're leaving mana open, and then that means they're not super aggressive. Or they can't, and then they just die. And then after that, you get uh, another Kozali Pride Mage, you get, uh, you know, Ancient Grudge, um, you know, some other stuff. Like, if some people run Fork Bolt in their sideboard, and Fork Bolt is pretty decent against Affinity. I, I, I would imagine, at least, because I know that my Spark Mage, I'm running a Cunning Spark Mage in the Niapod deck, and that was really good against Affinity. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like Fork Bolt. Yeah, so- Fork Bolt seems good, because, like, one of the things with Niapod is if you don't have, like, an Accelerant, like a birds or something, mm-hmm. you're not you you kind of like hit the mulligan in that hand most of the time unless there's like a wall of roots in there or something. So like what happens sometimes is you're like okay birds and then they're like fork bolt and you're like crap because then you just get set you get set back you get way way behind because you only have twenty three lands so. Hmm. So day two, I basically, um, if people just look at my record. Let's say I shot the bed just like I did in Atlanta on day two, <laughs> and uh, I wish I could do better, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. Just uh, started like day two, like oh four or something. And so I had to play the last two meaningless games just to salvage some sort of you know self esteem. There did you did you salvage some self esteem? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, oh man! Overall, I, I wouldn't play Green. I try. I was watching Lucas play Rug. Delver, and it seems like a very solid list. If I had to play a tournament, I think that's the deck that that I would play. I think all the Channel Fireball guys, like the big names, are playing Niapod, but it seemed like Rug Delver was a very is a very solid modern list. Well, I mean, there's not too too much off from Legacy, right? Like, well, no, that's probably not even remotely accurate, but it's still fucking Delver Secrets, which is just yeah. To tell you a story about that, <laughs> there's a there's a, a girl who's helping sort uh, cards for me, but she doesn't play Magic, really, right? Uh, so we were all playing, like, a... Um, we were playing, like, a standard, like, five-player game, because she's like, oh, I want to play. And we're like, yeah, okay, I guess. Like, So I, I loaned her my FNM Hero deck, and I played, like, Niapod in standard, right? And these other two dudes were playing, like, whatever decks, Mono Green or whatever. And she freaking killed us all. Uh, we showed her what Delver did, so, like, she was just like, oh, okay. And then she learned what Mana Leak did, and that that was it. Like, she was just like, turn one Delver, and then she looked, oh, look, it flipped. You know, Rune Chanter Spike, Mana Leak, Mana Leak, kill all you guys. Like, <laughs> So it's just like, this person who has never played the game just learned two cards. They needed to know what Island did, or three cards. Island, you know, uh, Delver, and Mana Leak. And then she just pretty much won the game <laughs> with just those cards. That's you know what that is right there? That's balanced card design. Yeah, that's what that is right she there. had three delvers. She had three delvers. She goes, Oh wait, so I can play both of these? And I'm like, Yeah, that's fine. And then she's like, Okay, so then like before her turn comes, she's like, Alright, I'm gonna check. 
she checks and she's like, oh, nice, they flip. And then some kid's like, dismember one in response. <laughs> and she still just piked them up and just killed us. <laughs> Groots. Yeah. Freaking Delver of Secrets. So how do you feel about the format as a whole? Like, I mean, realistically, you, you've been through two days of it now, at, you know, at, at some of the highest level. Um, it's it's half of the World Magic Cup, right, is modern. Um, how do you feel about it as a format? I love it. I hate it, man. They have you hate the, the format? Man, second Sunrise, or that other <laughs> shit, and then it's the perfect format. Oh man, I love the format. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. So what what do you like about it? Is is it is it that it's more wide open? That you have a deeper card pool? Like what is it that you like? I love the pace of play. Like, I feel like you can combo people, but you can also like get blown out. Like it's very, I don't want to say swingy, but like I don't ever feel like in a modern game like I just can't come back. Like, I don't feel like the momentum of the game has, has like, swung to such a point where I can't come back. And I like that. Like, I like the fact that even when you're down in modern, like, I've seen some people come back against me after some pretty, like, some pretty big blowouts, and they came back and beat me. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, I feel like the cards are balanced enough that that can happen uh, on a regular basis. Like, you're just kind of battling and... It's really a cl- always a close fight, you know? So okay. that's what I really like. I enjoy that back and forth and the, the fact that you, you're never really truly dead. Like, in Legacy, I feel like there's, like, the crucial turn where you, like, try something and then they, like, blow you out and then you're like, well, I can't win. Because, like, <laughs> like, the momentum has gotten so, like, swung in their favor that it's just like, yeah, I, no matter what I draw, like, I, I can go run and run or ten times and barely maybe, you know, be back in the game. But this way, it feels more like you can be in the game either way until you're just dead. Hmm. All right. KYT, what about you? you? You just hate it because eggs exists or what? No, no, I think the format is good. Um, I enjoyed myself. Um, I wish, I think I would have more to say if I was playing something more skill intensive. Um, blah, turn three card and having my opponents get pissed off is not, you know, really, uh, doesn't really give me a feel of how good the format is. Uh, John mentioned like how games can can drag long, and and it reminded me of this match where I played against a Rug Delver deck. He he played an early Blood Moon, but he was Rug Delver, so he basically stranded all his Tarmogoyfs in his hand, and so I eventually hit eleven mana to get the Ulamog. <laughs> <laughs> fuck! I mean, what like it was fuck? like draw, nice. go, draw, go. I think at some point I I was hoping to hit fifteen. And I think I did hit 15 to get Emrakul to kill him. So, and then he, and then like, at one point I had Karn, it's like, plus four. It's like, he gives me a Tarmogoyf. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I know that's what's going on. Your hand is Goyfs. That's your entire hand. If you had played one Goyf, I'd be dead. But the reason he played Blood Moon so early it was because I showed him two Triumph pieces on the battlefield, and he was really scared of turn three Karn. Uh, which I'm not sure if I had, but you know, was a reasonable concern for him. But but he had no way to really clock me unless he, I mean, he, he destroyed his own lands basically. <laughs> and Cleek and Delver isn't much pressure against me because he's giving me mountains to be able to play my pyroclasms. So you really need a Goyf, you know, before you Blood Moon. But it might have been the best play because you know I did show two Tron pieces. So I don't know. 
was just funny. I'm like, I'm actually going to win this game? I'm like, I'm, I'm at like seven mana. Like, can I get there? Draw. Oh, no, I land. Fuck. Draw. Fuck. <laughs> Draw. Explore. Land. Okay, I'm at eight. I'm almost at 11. <laughs> oh, man. Ulamog. Yeah. Ulamog. But then he had two blood moons, so that was that was kind of funny, too. Well, it gives him some fodder to sacrifice to the Annihilator triggers. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to really make sure that he couldn't cast those Tarmogoyfs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Locked himself up. He's like, I'm definitely not casting these Tarmogoyfs. So there's another thing I didn't know about Annihilator. is that it's, maybe I'm stupid, but someone told me the story because it's a lasting trigger. So if you attack with it and tell someone to take 15, they don't actually have to sacrifice their shit anymore. And Correct. I think that's a mistake that it's it's out of habit. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have done it over the weekend where they just attack and say take 15, and then like the other person don't really call them out on it. But um, one of my friends called it on his opponent. Basically, you know, I just take 15 and don't sack anything. And I don't know what deck he was playing, but he was able to kill him on his turn uh, because he was able to keep his lands. So <laughs> important detail. These like laps trigger stuff. Is this like that whole, uh, you know, attacking with the Geist and uh, don't <laughs> don't say you put the Angel in play? Just say take six? Yeah. No, I'll take two, thanks? Yeah, yeah. Like, So I mean, next time someone attacks with Annihilator, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, so I take 15? <laughs> and they'll be like, yep. And I'll be like, okay, your <laughs> Annihilator trigger has lapsed. Thank you. Yep. So I take just take eleven. Start didn't with, somebody, start didn't somebody do that with with the Geist? Like, isn't that how that came to be? Yeah. Isn't that how that was publicized? Probably. He probably goes, swing with the Geist, and the guy goes, yeah. No, he said, swing with the the Geist, or whatever, take your damage, or whatever, take damage, or something. And then the guy was like, yeah, I'll take my two, and then that's called Judge or something. Yeah. Yeah. Emrakul's, like, bigger. Like, no, I'm not sacrificing six permanents. What? (laughs) Kill you on the backswing. Fuck. What what's even better is you could scumbag even harder. You can put six permanents to the side, like you can go uh like move your lands to the side, like in six, and go take fifteen, and then they go yeah, uh, and you go okay, untap. I think you. I think the judge would probably call it on you. No, yeah, why? That well, because you're because yeah. you're obviously ma- you're making a motion, man. You can't blink. You I'm, can't make I'm motions. A, it's a, like in poker. It's like in poker if you like. Make the motion that you're going to call or, or raise, and then you yeah, like don't. No, you no you can't betting, just right? be like, oh, just kidding. What? I was just arranging my lands. I was arranging my lands. doesn't work that way, bro. I was arranging my lands, waiting for him to announce Yeah, I want to rearrange tri- your face. And he didn't announce his trigger, so, you know, I didn't yeah. have to sack them, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a, a quiz, a question for, for Jay and Scott to see who can guess this answer right. So in the last round, even though Lucas was X2, he couldn't draw. So he ended up having to dream crush someone that went XO on day one and and could draw, like he could draw to, to get in, but Lucas couldn't. So Lucas played and crushed this pro. Name that pro. <laughs> Name that pro! Hold on one was second. It, um... Was it butts? <laughs> gonna pull out the undefeated. I'm already there. Okay. Oh, oh, it was. Oh wait, what? Were they playing Rugdelver? 
let's or were they say, playing he or was, were they playing Niapod? Let's just say he was intending to draw with Lucas. Oh, <laughs> she fabs. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, that's 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 tough. Yeah. You felt really good about that, though, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. There's like there's this like. I think every Canadian feels like GFAPS hates Canadians or something. So with Lucas beating him, it's like an extra like little punch or something. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, poor guy had to, had to play after going EXO day one. So felt for him, but uh, obviously really happy that Lucas made it through. And uh, just wanted to quickly mention an early shout out to Aaron Estrin, I think, uh, the guy who top forward. With, uh, wow, I forgot what deck he was playing. Niapod, he was playing Niapod. Niapod, and after he, after he lost, he went up to me and said that he loves listening to the A-Team and Crazy Talk, and I was like, wow. Are you serious? Yeah, like, a top 4 GP competitor, like, is a loyal listener and probably listening to this, but, uh, huge shout-outs to that guy. Uh, yeah. I was, like, really surprised. <laughs> yeah, shout-out to Aaron Estrin. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like his list. Did you notice he has ways to deal with Elishnorn? Like Fiend Hunter and Phyrexian Metamorph? Yeah, and the sideboard. Yep, I was like, ah, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand. Because at first, well, I think I had seen the Metamorph before, and I'm like, I don't care about guys who ain't trapped. <laughs> Okay, so I don't care about guys to train St. Trap. I don't need to stop Vendillion Click. That's retarded. I don't care about any of those creatures, but I do care about a, uh, a freaking uh, Elish Norn. I still love, yeah. I love your polymorph story. It's like you're thinking of the best creatures of all time, and you're like, oh, man, none of them can stop me from winning. The I'm next unstoppable. Oh, Elish Norn? Okay. <laughs> Scoop him up, boys. <laughs> that's one card that stops me. Fuck. Yeah, it was uh, it was super annoying, and I had obviously on that that game. It was game three. I had sideboarded. If I had just if I had my conscripts in the deck, I would have just won because I would have just uh, powered in my angel at the end of turn, sacrificed it to my birthing pod because I had a pod, right? Okay. Sacrificing my birth pod for conscripts, steal his dude, kill him. But like, I didn't have the conscripts because I was playing these tokens. And I'm like, what am I going to steal, a 1-1? Like, I don't care about that. <laughs> so I took it out. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Never take the conscripts out. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's really good to leave it in also against red decks because uh, they'll bring in Combust, and you can combo with conscripts and Kiki-Jiki anyways. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I ask you a silly question? Yeah. Um, so what do you think of David Ochoa's mustache? I don't like it. I didn't like it either. Not right. not a fan of his mustache. You guys I like don't Dana like Shaw. you don't like the stash. Uh, I don't think not on him. No, no, it just seems weird on him. Same here. I think the word you're looking for is pedophile. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that word. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, what the fuck? Yeah. I yeah. am not going to repeat that word. I'm yeah. not going to repeat that word. Yeah. Were, you talking about Garrett, were you talking about Garrett Young earlier? Yeah. That man's got some serious facial hair. Yeah, he does. He does. Like, that's serious. I like that kid. He's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. When you play against him, he's he's real funny. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of the Ochoa mustache. I think it uh, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for him. 
Anyways. Ultimately, what sucks is that, like, Toronto is modern, and mm-hmm. it seems like John is no longer a player, so. And it's, it's, yeah. it's your baby. Didn't yeah, John top me. eight, though? Yeah, but it probably was just the pilot. Yeah, it, uh, it's interesting, right? It's like any other deck. You've got to tune it properly, but I just don't think that it's got the legs right now. There's just too many, like, Restoration Angel just changed the game, I think. Yeah, and, and it invalidates Stanford so much. Well. Yeah, like it just invalidates so much of Jun's removal, which is what it leaned on, right? Like it was infinite removal, resilient guys, and hand disruption. Like that's what Jun does. Um, and like Restoration Angel just invalidates way too much. And it puts a flyer on the board, which Jun can't deal with with just a lightning bolt anyway. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Restoration Angel was, was the knell for that deck. Hmm. Warren Beasley's list, uh, the guy who top aided, uh, it's pretty interesting the fact that I played a Miser's Rakdos Augur Mage. I haven't seen that guy in play in a while. Yeah. I haven't seen him play ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh that was probably just a, a a dare gone terribly wrong, but um It seems great against the combo decks. Oh sure. But meh. Hmm. So Kibler put up a list. He's been talking about his Doran list that he's ah. been running. And uh, he has some videos up this week uh, on the premium side of Star City where he runs through uh, a, a modern event with it. Uh, his article that goes up today, um, well, tomorrow, Friday, whatever, uh, also talks further about the list and whatever changes he would make to it. So and for those of you that didn't know, the Dragon Master is going to be on our show next week. Oh, so, you like, didn't know? Oh, you, you didn't know? know? You better ask somebody. Oh, that's not so. Jesus, it's going to be really exciting. Hey, I'd so, my own lines in there, right, Jay Bush? Yeah. So, so it's going to be really exciting. So don't don't miss that. But uh, we'll talk to him about modern as well, obviously, um, because it's so important to him and and the uh, the World Magic Cup, right? So, so we'll talk to him a little bit about that, and if he's still going to be in there, he's got an unhealthy obsession with green white creatures, up to and including Thalia. But that's okay. Like we need to he like does. he needs to put up some better results if he wants to come in here and talk about modern with any authority. I mean, <laughs> guy didn't even, he didn't I, even day two. He didn't even day two. I, I had a, I had fun though. Like right before the tournament, he, he decided to sit down, uh, in front of me and said battle. And, uh, we played like six, seven games with me playing against his Doran deck. And he said Tron was a bad matchup. So he, he basically won one out of the seven that we played. Oh, so you crushed the dragon master. I just, <laughs> I got to play test a bit with the Dragon Master, and but he did mention that on Modo, I guess, that he wasn't losing against any deck like a match over forty percent of the time. He didn't. He thought he was like winning sixty percent of his games oh, wow. uh, with his Zoran deck. So uh, either Modo people suck ass, or he just had bad luck on day one. So yeah, yeah. it was funny because I seen him uh, talking to somebody, just some random person, and. Uh, I think it was one of those things where he was walking by and they're like, hey, how are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I'm dead in the tournament or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so he was trying to explain to them and he's like, yeah, well, sometimes you just lose, you know? Like, it's just the way oh. it is sometimes. And they're just like, yeah, but you're Brian Kibler. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm not invincible. Like, <laughs> so I just see that going on. I just always chuckle at that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm oh. so glad people don't have expectations for me as a player. Like, <laughs> I, I, I thought he would say something else. Just like, after he scrubs out, like, after telling me that he won 60%, like, you overhear him go, fucking that sucks! 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. It looks it looks okay. I mean, Joran was was fine in the first modern event. I mean, it it does a lot of the same sort of things, but it generally has you know a bit more beefy creatures to it than Jen does, right? So I don't know. It looks fine. I'm gonna try it out for a little bit and and see what I think. I think I'm going to like I I don't foresee many more events in my future before Toronto anyway. So I got to make sure that I'm like I need to day two in my own town, right? Yeah. Like it just has to happen. So I think I'm just going to make sure that that's my focal point and and really uh, grind some matches through. Well, so definitely play play the trials. To, like the buys are are very helpful. They helped me uh, make you know they were a big helping hand in getting me to day two two in a row. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even have any buys. That's yeah. why you didn't day well, two. Well, yeah, the other but thing I was too is close, like, bro. If I had some buys, man, I probably yeah. got there. Like I had a pretty good handle on on modern format with the first time around too, right? So like it's it's good. I'm I'm pretty comfortable there. It'll be fine. Man, that storm deck is pretty insane, by the way. Yeah, it's too much math for me though. It was uh, it was super annoying because uh, we did the the playtesting at night, me and Alex. So I crushed him with Niapod. Then we switched decks to Tron. I played Tron, he played Niapod, and then I crushed him with Tron. And so I'm like, oh, man, I just crushed this guy, Alex. He's nothing, right? And so then he goes, hey, let's play for lunch, you know? <laughs> the hustle. You can fucking yeah, hear that coming yeah, a mile yeah, yeah, off. Yeah. The hustle, right? And uh, I'm like, yeah, okay, do you want to play Tron or Niapod? He's like, oh, I'll play Storm, and you can play Niapod. And I'm like, isn't that a bad matchup? I had never played the matchup before because I never played Modern before, right? I'm like, isn't that a bad matchup? He's like, no, it's all right. It's fine. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's battle, right? So, like, game one he gets me. Game two I get him. And then he just keeps rolling me. And then I'm like, there's, like, turns where, I like, I have him dead on, like, turn four. No, on turn two I had the, I had the Fulminator Mage for his land, which totally sets him back. And he just kills me on turn two. So like he has one man, he has one land in play. I play a Fulminator Mage off my Birds of Paradise. I say go, and if he plays a duel, I just waste it, right? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing I'm doing great. I got the combo in my hand. I'm gonna set him back and then win. So he goes, he sits there, he stares at the board for like five minutes, and he goes, okay. And then he just places his duel land untapped, and, and then kills me on turn two. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why were you thinking about that? He's like, I don't know. I just was going through the cantrips and how many how many cantrips I have to try to kill you. And he's like, turns out I had uh, twelve, so uh, <laughs> so it was fine. And I'm just so like, yeah, well, fun. yeah, because he's just like draw, 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 you know, ramp, 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 ramp. And then he's like, eh, and then passed in flames, draw, 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 ramp, ramp, ramp. Oh, and then I'll kill you. <laughs> wow. I was like, this is annoying. <laughs> so it's a bad it's a bad matchup for Niapod. I, I want like. I want some serious hate. I want at least three pieces, like Thalia, baby. I want Thalia. A, yeah, I want a Thalia in the main, and then I want a Thalia and a Canis in the board because I had only a Thalia and Canis in the board, and you really have to natural draw the hate against them because you don't have a lot of time to search it up. Like he killed me on turn three a couple of times. Like I had the uh, I think turn four kill with the uh, Kiki Jiki, and uh, he killed me on turn three. So wow. it's just like, yeah, my fastest kill. Alex says I can get a turn three kill, but I don't know about that. Uh, but but my, my fastest kill that I know about is like turn four, and he just laughs at that because it's the whole turn slower. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, um, you know, 
I I had to buy him lunch, but I was planning on buying him and KYT lunch anyways, so it's a big win. Nice. You've already met Alex, so, you know, he, he brags infinite. <laughs> yeah, the bastard. I told him, uh, he sent me a message because I, I was loaning him some cards for the deck. He's like, I have the cards. Do you want me to send them to you or bring them back to Gen Con? I'm like, oh, bring them back to Gen Con, and, you know, I'm going to kick your ass when we get there, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to have another battle to uh, so I can try to even it up. Nice. So I, I'm legitimately making Gen Con next year my, like, primary trip. That's going to be my trip next year. Oh, man, year. that's going to be sick. Yeah, so I'll be down. I'm going to get there for, like, fucking six days if I can. We should probably, like, book a hotel now. Yeah, well, after this one's over, I'll work on it. Like, seriously, these hotels fill up. Like, I'm probably going to be, like, 25 minutes out of the city because I didn't get a hotel. Really? Yeah, it's real kick in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll be looking at it soon. Like I said, probably like very shortly after this one is finished, and I'll kind of pull for results on. So if you guys are going to Gen Con and you booked hotels, I want to hear about it. Tell me your stories. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know if accommodations were good or not. That would help me. <laughs> if uh, if my wife doesn't come, I'm probably just going to run the uh, show up with no hotel. Uh-huh. I'm just, I you know I'm I don't think I think I've run that once at a Star City. And I may even I may have even chickened out and got a hotel, but I think I'm for the first time in my life I'm going to run it because all my friends do it all the freaking time, and they <laughs> always end up they always end up on my floor in my hotel room, and I have like you know 25 guys in there, and you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it this time, I'm just gonna show up and be like, hey dudes, you got hotels? I'll take floor space. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then when they don't show up, I'll be in their bed, like just sleeping there, some <laughs> asshole. Yeah, no, you can't stay with me. <laughs> Sorry, bro. JK, just, just kidding, bro. <laughs> All right, I might give you the bathtub then. Oh man, the bathtub is the worst place to sleep, by the way. Yeah, no, fucking, we're too old for that shit anyway. Yeah, we are too old to be sleeping on the floor. It sucks. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. That's going to be awesome. I hope you guys have a lot of fun this year. I can't wait to hear all the amazing stories. That'll be sick. Are you coming, KYT? Uh, Gen Con? Yeah. I still have to mull it over. There's a bunch of things I want to go to in August, so. Didn't we say that we were going to pay your your ticket or something? (sighs) Yes, yes, you guys did, you peer-pressuring fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what's the problem, bro? I can't take that many days off. Like, I do plan oh, to... you're just making excuses, man. Stop being a I'm, ma- I'm making shit up. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean... Man. But, yeah, it, it would be awesome to see uh, the... I, I think Mark's son's probably going. Yeah, yeah. Sure. To, to yeah, uh, try, try to top eight too, is, right? uh, the Legacy Champion, Gen Con Championship again or whatever. Man, if he could top eight, I could top eight. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Markson. Shout out to Markson. I did look up the schedule though for for Gen Con, and I don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> you you play you play no for the magic stuff. Uh, you you play. You have to qualify, and when you qualify, you enter this. Uh, was it how many people was it? Thirty two. You enter some thirty two draft player championship or sixty four player championship maybe, and you become like the Gen Con Magic champion. I don't know if it's happened before because I don't remember anybody was won the Gen yeah. Con Championship. So maybe it's just like a meaningless tournament or something they just started. Um, At but Gen I, Con, there's so much stuff going on. Like, 
It's just insane. Like, I don't know. They could have had a Magic Champion. I wouldn't have even known about it. Like, they had Vintage Champs. They had Legacy Champs. They had Ascension World Championships there. They had, like, it's just insane. Like, there's just so much. I mean, people are playing EDH until 5 in the morning. Like, EDH pods for prizes. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, these are some of the legendary stories that I have heard as well. So Yeah, and I'm just trading the whole time, man. I'm just in there trading until like 6 in the morning. Yeah. yeah and then I go take a nap and then come back and freaking do it again. <laughs> <laughs> trading was terrible at GP Columbus, though. You might have noticed I wasn't trading much, right, KYT? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've heard, I heard you comment on, on that, too. Yeah, yeah, there was... Uh, there was a there was a blowout. Uh, it I went to I ordered my I ordered a, a, my cards for my deck because I didn't have them in stock at legitmtg.com, which was uh, very surprising to me. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I ordered uh, ordered some cards. I went to pick them up and they didn't have my order. Uh, and I'm like, uh, here it is, like showing them on my iPad, and they're like, yeah, we don't have it. Sorry. And so I was like, all right, well, give me my money back and I'll go find them, you know? So what had happened is there's no Kiki-Jikis in the room, okay? And this is already Thursday, what is it, Thursday or Friday night, Friday night, there's no Kiki-Jikis in the room. And so, like, I go asking at the trade table and some kid's like, I have Kiki-Jikis. And I'm like, what do you want for them? And he goes, $25. And this is like a $13 card, you know? And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And uh, he goes, yeah, because if you don't like it, you could try to go get it at one of these other vendors because they don't have any. <laughs> and I'm like, I just looked at him. I'm like, look, dude, I'll pay the tax. I'll give you the 25 bucks, but you need to adjust your attitude. And then uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to be rude, bro. Uh I was just saying, you know, nobody has them. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know nobody has them. That's why I'm giving you $25 a piece for them. So, uh, so yeah, we made that trade, and I got my Kiki Jikis. And, uh, and then I, you know, scrubbed out, which was sick. So, yeah, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of people like that just trying to take advantage of people. Just a lot of grinders. Just, ah, oh, man, just so, just so obnoxious, you know? And quiet people. What? Quiet- what? <laughs> there was like a handful of people genuinely trying to get cards for like their collection of their decks, but like most of the people there were just grinders, like just trying to grind value out of people, and not even like grinders. It was mostly just sharks, just trying to just rip you like as hard as they can. Ugh. Yeah, it was gross, man. So, uh, there was also a Star City event. That happened the same weekend. Yeah, in Las Vegas, uh, right? In Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, our our own Cedric Phillips was doing commentary. Sweet. And uh, so that was pretty awesome. I was uh, away all weekend and haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I have every intention of watching the uh, the the Twitch feeds afterwards because fucking he, that man's hilarious. I so, heard it was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to catching it. Um, I don't really know too much. Did you watch any of it, Jay? Nope. <laughs> what is it you say you do here, Jay? <laughs> Sorry, I give you the spotlight to talk on and on and on and on and on about uh, Moto while you continue to say, like, just a quick rundown. This is a quick rundown of all every modern. 
Let me quick, give you a quick rundown quick, about the comment. Quick, okay? quick, twelve minute rundown about eggs. Quick, just quick. Yeah, just quick. just quick. Hey, people are learning about eggs, bro. No, I'm not even. I'm not complaining. You brought it up. You guys ask what I'm doing. It's giving you the spotlight. Sometimes, you know, you gotta lead. Sometimes you gotta let your followers lead themselves. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we had Cedric Phillips and Patrick Sullivan doing commentary this week, and uh, and that I heard it was like, actually the best ever, like it's ever been. Yeah, I I literally cannot wait to watch it. It's gonna be really cool. Uh, AJ how, was how there, obviously. Be? How can they be the best? Because they're the best. They're not. I heard villains. that. You, you, but they're you... they're pretty funny. Like it's tough to beat Joey and and Mike some days, but uh, I'm willing to watch it and reserve my own judgment. Yeah, because like. Adrian Sullivan is not is supposed to be not the best, right? No, you misunderstand. It was not Adrian Sullivan. It was Patrick Sullivan. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That changes okay. everything. It was Adrian. Patrick Sullivan and Cedric Phillips. <laughs> okay, okay. Adrian, if you're listening, <laughs> I like you, man. I'm not trying to dish you. I'm just saying a lot of people don't like your commentary. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, You're like, how but, could yeah, the like, best commentator be good with the worst one? <laughs> top eight, top eight was a uh, black red zombies, blue white delver, black red zombies, blue white delver, green red aggro, Niapod, that mono blue wizards deck, and blue black zombies. Mono so wizards, yeah, and that was piloted by Shaheen Sarani. Oh. I love that deck, by the way. So, um, Jay, you had some experience playing this deck, didn't you? Yeah, I played it on Friday, definitely. And what'd you think of it? Uh, I thought that it, it was okay. I mean, it definitely needs more threats, I think. Like, because uh, you're only playing 18 lands, like, when you... Like, I, I, I played against, um, like, a sort of blue-white control deck, and, like, I had all three of my Talrans, and people are telling me that I don't need four Talrans because he's legendary, but, like, the thing with that is that because you have so many ponder effects, like, I feel like you could probably get away with playing four of him and you could just shuffle him away because you absolutely have to have threats in your deck. The deck doesn't have a way to finish the game unless you get your Talrand out and they leave him alone, right? Which never, ever happens, ever. You definitely yeah. don't want four Talrands in that deck. Yeah, maybe. You'd be quiet. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you don't want it because you can't, you can't cast it until late game anyways because you just said yeah. you have 18 lands. No, man, I was fluttered in every game I played because I'm drawing through my entire deck. Like, I have Ponder, Probe, that that Augur of Bolas, Snapcaster Mage. And Talrand's not there? good in certain matches Homescour. Yeah, thought scour, yeah. Or thought scour, not tome scour, And like it was, it was, it was okay. Like I just felt like, like we traded out the, we traded out the two pikes for um, two swords. They ended up being really good. Uh, I, I feel like I want like four pieces of equipment in there, and I just want them to be swords. Or I mean, even pikes, pikes in a deck where you have fucking forty, like forty spells or however many it is, like thirty spells. That's, and you're trying to get value off the spells anyway with yeah. Talrand, right? So yeah. like it's a natural synergy. Yeah. So like it's okay there. I mean, I just like the swords for just being able to give protection, snap, five drop you, and not have to worry about anything. And it also gives toughness, so like that can be relevant sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah like the, it the was, pike ends the game faster though. Yeah, but I found like I was never on the offensive. It didn't matter what I was playing against, but I was never lucky enough to be that guy that was on the offensive. I was always like. 
okay, like, do a bunch of controly, like, Delvery type things, but not really do what Delver normally does, and then get a Talrand and be like, oh, man, all right, snap this down on turn four. Do you have a way to deal with it? And then every single person was like, yep. And then I was like, that's fine, because I got another fucking Talrand. Similar to the <laughs> Saint Craft, right? Similar to that. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, well, I can deal with that, too. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, I'll ponder. Oh, Talrand, yeah, gonna get you with my Talrand. And then they just fucking, oh, Miracle Terminus, Miracle Bonfire, <laughs> fucking Day of Judgment, Blocker, fucking Doomblade, yeah, it's, fucking every it's, card ever. Oh, okay. Like I just—it's not you know great I mean? against bonfire. Like it's—it's it's, uh, you have to side it out against bonfire decks. Yeah, and then like I just felt like if they if they do kill your Talrand and you don't draw one of your two pieces of removal, like of swordy type things, then a lot of times what you're doing is nothing, because like Augur Bolas isn't going to kill anyone, and if you don't get a flip Delver, then it's not going to kill anyone, and also. um like, because you don't have so many swords and geist and splicers and angels, like, and invisible stalkers, you don't have backups. Like, you... Yeah. You know what I mean? Shaheen, Shaheen took that to a different place, and he ended up playing two Ink Moth Nexus in the deck, because he literally played, like, the land base is practically mono-blue. It is, it is. Um, so the white yeah. is there for side, sideboard and Moreland Haunt. Yeah, so, at which he didn't even run. Like, he didn't run Haunt at all. So he just went, like, ne- uh, Nexus and Pike as the backup. Yeah. Because that closes the game, like... Yeah, that'll, yeah, that's a one-turner. So, like, that could have been fine. I I probably... I I think I probably agree with that. And I probably would also do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but that seems so bad. Like, with these Talon decks alone are running, like, three to four gut shots. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, eventually, it's... it's, You gotta get there eventually, right? Well, I just found, like, you have to play the deck more aggressively. And I'm only running pikes. So, like, pikes are, like, pikes are better than swords in this deck, I think, because they kill faster. Like, I find that I'm on the offensive a lot. Like, just, like, I'm not playing it like a controlled Delver deck. I'm playing it like get the pike, get the guy, and, like, hit them with it. And then if I get a Talran, then that's great. And I even bore the Talrans out in a lot of matchups. Like, against green, Talran's insane. But against other matchups, it's not that great. So, you don't want to, like, you don't want to lean on Talran to win. The other the other thing is with the more than haunt like you can use your mana on the end of the turn instead of trying to activate like a freaking ink moth nexus and put a pike on it and then be like oh vapor snag oh shit okay you know instead it's like less mana to just a- attach a pike to a a spirit token or something because hmm. like when I first played the mono blue deck with with the ink moths I found it very like unless you played it aggressively it was very like it just fell apart. Like you didn't, you didn't have, uh, you didn't have what you needed to reach or like whatever to close the game. But if you just play it aggressively, like Snapcaster turn two probe, or Snapcaster turn two just to start hitting them, then it's fine. Like I played a lot of my snaps on turn two just to start hitting them. Why did he only run one Augur Bullets? That seems like the worst. That card is so insane. Yeah, it seems like it was almost added as an afterthought, like pulled for an image or whatever. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it maybe it was just trying it out. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think it seems really good. I think the three in the butt is totally relevant, especially in the world of, like, Strangler Geist and stuff. Like, being able to literally, like, drop him in answer and then just, like, block and then block again 
You know, it's fucking really good. Yeah, that's good. And not only that, he draws you a card. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Like, you just play this guy, and it gives you something to stick your pike on. And then you're like, oh, by the way, I have this uh, vapor snake, or I drew this dismember. Like, that's why. That's why I think it needs more pieces of equipment. It needs more ways to make him better. Like, he's good defensively, but I didn't play against any strangle decks, so I found him to just be underwhelming. Mm. And uh, and what else happened? Oh, I just wanted to say, too, like, I, I whiffed a lot with him. Not that it was, like, a bad thing, because, like, when I would whiff, it would be, like, three lands or something irrelevant that I didn't want anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, it was actually it actually ended up being good. And I can't even believe that they, like, put him out at two mana. Like, that's fucking... Yeah. That's retarded. Isn't it it's just sick? Like, that's the other thing, is even if you whiff, you're like, oh, well, I don't have to draw three lands. Sick. Like, yeah, like, you, you go turn one ponder, turn two auger of bolus. Now I'm, like, fucking 15 cards deep in my deck. Yeah, it's like, insane. Oh, whoops. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really good. And, uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how to make the deck better, but I feel like there, I feel like there is... I feel like there is room to make it better. I see what you're saying about the threat level or whatever, but but I I think there's I don't know maybe the images are not supposed to be in there you know, like maybe the images are supposed to be something more aggressive. Like image is kind of like a protective card, you know, like uh, a way to waste a guy's Saint Traft or a way to yeah. like like you, you don't know, have any, spawn. You don't have anything to image. Yeah. You're like you're like oh I image my auger of bolus sweet play. You also though have like no ways to deal with those cards right like if you're not countering them so you kind of need to have something maybe a bit more permanent like the legendary creatures matter right. Yeah yeah that's what the thing is is like I think they're for legendary creatures like yeah mm-hmm. for or for big guys right like if they play a restoration angel you play one they get a flipped one, you get a flipped one, they play a fucking titan somehow, you you know what I mean? Like, there's, it, like, the card's really versatile, but it's mainly there just as your Doomblade, right? It's as a Doomblade. Yeah, Yeah. see, yeah. so it's like, yeah, it's a responsive thing. I was thinking about adding Lingering Souls. Ugh. That's and adding black. But, um, yeah, that's bad. Um, what I was thinking is, um, it, like, to be more aggressive, I think it just needs more pieces of equipment. The deck that we played, and I don't know if Prozac has it in there, because I got it from a buddy, but um, it had two mental missteps as well, and yeah, two mental leaks. Yeah, I wanted four mental, or I, I just wanted four mental leaks. The mental missteps were fucking never relevant ever. Like, and I actually hate that. I fucking hate that card. And like, that's what I get for just t- like taking a direct ported net deck instead of like tweaking my own. Um, and I know what mental missteps for. So before everybody's like, what's it for? You don't have to fucking do that. But um, it was What's just that, part? like, when I in the matchups that I played, I just didn't ever. It was it was just useless. Just fucking didn't do anything. Yeah, but what do you think it's for? Well, it counters things that are one. Yeah, I understand it, but why is that relevant to this deck? Oh my god, you're ridiculous. See, okay, I'll tell you what it's for because you don't, obviously it's, don't know. Tell me what it's for. It, it's mainly for Rancor because if they put oh my a Rancor, god, really? Is that a one? Yeah. Count? Yeah, yeah, it is a one drop, but it's mainly for that card because you can't beat a Rancor with a Dungrove Elder if if you don't if you don't counter the Rancor. So Dang. it's mainly for Rancor. It's also to protect your Delver from Gutshot. Oh my God, another one drop. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's a one drop counter spell, right? Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. You probably oh, me play too. I'm, saying, I'm saying I'm really. Impressed. You know what else? I I think that card that card also has synergy with Pike. 
Wow. And Talrand. And Talrand. Oh, man. No, no. What you need to do is instead of having synergy with... Instead of having synergy with the cards in your deck, you just need to add more equipment. Uh, obviously. <laughs> right? So all your Augur Bolas will be better when you add more equipment. Yeah, no, you're right. Except for they right. won't get instants or sorceries. You should, you, should play, you should play only instants or sorceries. That's what you should be... That's what I said. You said you should, you should cut instants and sorceries to play fucking eight swords. You're a yeah, fucking... play eight swords. Play oh my eight God. swords. Can we go talk about modern so that, the, so that everybody else can just fall asleep like I did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. OJ. OJ Boosh. <laughs> All right. So, so our next topic uh, is going to be uh, looking ahead to this weekend. There's a Star City Games Buffalo, um, which is about as close to Canada as Star City Games dares get before, you know, Sal peas on them or something. <laughs> um, shout out to Sal, by the way. That guy shout out to Sal. Yeah. yeah, get off of my borders. Hey, he, he happens to listen to our show, by the way. That's awesome. Sal, yeah. shout out, buddy. <laughs> shout yeah. out to him. I got to talk with him. He was funny. Yeah, Sal's a good guy. Um, yeah, so anyways, it's Patrick Chapin is doing um, commentary this week, and I don't know who else is joining him, but uh, he'll be on this weekend uh, with his newfound hearing. Apparently Which apparently he, sucks. Apparently it, yeah, like going from not hearing at all to now having like normal hearing is actually sort of like getting super hearing. How did he make a CD without hearing? That's what I want to know. Maybe that, ooh. He, well, see, <laughs> he, he, made, he said in one of his earlier tweets this week, he's like, why didn't everybody tell me that I talked so loud? And like, I have a guy like that who's been a DJ for years in my life. And mm-hmm. he, uh, he like, he's a really, he's a Seinfeld loud talker. Like. Textbook Seinfeld loud talker, and I don't know whether I think it's just because he's going deaf and he can't hear himself. But he doesn't talk so loud, so I think that's what it was. He just what? yelled all no. the time. <laughs> what? what? That's Norbert. What? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so that's that's pretty exciting. I'm really glad that uh, he gets to hear like the rest of us. That's really awesome because like being you know stuck in a situation where you're going deaf is that's tough. Man. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's tough. So good on him. I hope uh, hope he has a good time this weekend in Buffalo. I hope it all goes really well. So you guys can check that out. That should be fun. Check it out. Sky just typed in the text that uh, in the chat that he's actually with uh, Medina's least favorite commentator. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't put words in my mouth, bro. (laughs) He's with Adrian Sullivan. (laughs) That should be fine. We're going to hear about so many decks from back in the day that everybody named. It's going to be amazing. I said that some people don't like Adrian Sullivan. I didn't say I don't like him. I didn't include myself in that. I said some people that I know don't like him. I don't have have that much of a problem with him. I hear also, yeah, I also hear that Matthias Hunt is really not that great a commentator. That's, That's what I also hear. Sorry, Smitty. I know he's your boy. I, so... I probably watch more Star City coverage than any of you. Maybe any random two of you put together. Yeah. Um, And I actually don't, like, I didn't mind Matthias Hunt. Like, if I had to classify, like, three classifications of commentators, one being good, one being terrible, and the other being in the middle. Yep. um, Like, he's in the top third of the middle pack. Like for sure. Okay. The top. So where's Adrian Sullivan? Where's Adrian Sullivan? (laughs) 
Strive um, for excellence. I've, I, he's in, uh, depends. I've seen some coverage weeks. Like, I've seen some coverage weekends where he's been really good. Don't sugarcoat it, bro. Where no, I'm not. That? I'm not at all. Listen, no, I'm not, honestly, I'm not at all. Uh, some of his initial forays into uh, coverage were abysmal. Um, but I feel like the last couple that I've watched with him, he's really started to kind of hit stride. And I don't know whether it's because Star City themselves have kind of figured this out and put a structure in place or whatnot. But I feel like he's he's better now than he was when he started. It was really awkward in the beginning. Who would you put right now in the terrible category? Let me look at the list. Terrible category. The terrible. I'll say, like, my favorite... Uh, my favorite one, my favorite commentator, is probably. I'm biased, so it has to. Be I, okay, funny. so I didn't, I, I didn't like Zach Hall at all. Okay, Zach Hall is in the terrible category for you. Did not like Zach Hall at all. Uh, do you have the link to the thing? I'll pick mine. Yeah. Since I made you pick yours, my favorite. It's a. I think it's a toss-up for me between, uh, for entertainment sake, Chapin and uh, Flores. The two of them together. Well, the well, the two of them together would be insane. But I think, yeah. uh, like, yeah, I think, like, for me, like, my favorite is between one of those two. Like, I, I, I don't think Flores is always making the right commentary, but he's so funny when he's doing it. You know, yeah. so so committed. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna doodle around here, or like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I really like, I really like Flores and Pasco are amazing, right? Like, they just have this awesome, awesome. Um, Chemistry together. I love I Pasco, was, was but really I feel sweet. like sometimes Pasco's uh, game analysis is not, not the greatest. Ag- agree, but that's why, like, when Joey gets paired with people that know what they're know what they're talking about, like really good pros that are personable, he's he's unbelievable, right? Because like he'll call a game. Uh-huh. Joey calls a game probably better than almost anyone here. Like in terms of, yep, this is what's happening, and like he's just he's so good at it. It's so natural for him after doing it for so long. He's it's so nice to watch, right? Like, it's a good, handsome structure. Yeah, he's very good at moving it along, transitions, uh, you know, keeping people on task. Like, he's very good at those things, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think he's one of the better ones, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, I'm just looking at the li- We're looking at the links right now that's on StarCityGames.com slash pages slash open underscore series slash 2012 underscore announcement. So uh-huh. if you're following along at home. But, uh, yeah. Of the ones I've seen, let's see, commentary that I don't care for. Um, I can't say these guys are terrible commentators, because I don't know. But I know that I don't care for Zach Hall's commentary. I don't care for Ari Lax's commentary. He's too smartass. Yeah. And I don't care for, um, sometimes Jacob Van Loon, and I don't care for his commentary sometimes. So I find that, like, yeah, there's. Ugh. I love Rude it when wrestler. I love I love it when Ricky comes in the booth. Um, obviously, like some people like Brad Nelson. It's like, yeah, how could you not like his commentary, right? He's, yeah, I mean, he's Brad Nelson. So, uh, I like Patrick Sullivan's co- commentary. I haven't got to watch Cedric yet, but I I would imagine he's just awesome. God, it's so funny. He and Joey were unreal. They really were. They were really good. I can only imagine that him and Pat Sullivan, I can't wait to watch it, are going to be just hilarious. I like the fact that Gerard Fabiano opens packs during coverage. <laughs> I like that. Like, because he's always trying to make coverage like a thing, you know? 
Like, it's more than just, like, coverage. He's, like, doing things and, like, playing games with the audience, and I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. I know, I know. You Canadians are not a fan of Gerard, but, you know. He, he does try to make it fun, so. So that's, like, my, that's my, like, honest opinion on the coverage team. If any of you guys don't like it, then come on the A-team and tell me about it. I'm talking about the commentators, not, like, random A-team lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. Because <laughs> we'll just get, like, an infinite request for that. So, <laughs> What about you, KYT? I don't get to watch that much coverage. So, like, the, the oh. few people that have actually seen more than a few times on this list is Adrian, Mike, and and Joey. Okay, so, rate them. Can't really, can't really. Top well, to bottom, rate them. Well, Mike, I just love. Um, so he's top for me. Um, and Joey, Joey's good. Adrian, I don't mind as much as most people. <laughs> I think he's fine. I just don't like when he just does the usual bring up irrelevant events of the past type thing. But he does it not, he's not as entertaining as when Mike does it, right? When Mike does it, he just makes it sound important. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mike has to give him a class, right? Yeah. <laughs> in how to say irrelevant things in a relevant way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I think they just announced the Hall of Fame. Oh, really? It's, it's, yeah, uh, do we want to talk about this real yeah, quick? And then we can there? move to shoutouts. So, okay, so what's the classification? They have to get how much of the vote? Total is how much? I don't know any of this stuff. Over, 30, over 30 something percent? Over 35 percent? Anyways, so Paulo, selection committee ninety two point eight six percent, players committee seventy one point oh three percent, total eighty five six five. He's nice. in for sure. Kenji Sumura, eighty four point two nine percent in the selection committee, seventy six point six four percent in the players committee, eighty one point seven six percent total. Uh, Masashios Oiso. Yeah, anyways, Japanese names. I'm sorry, I'm butchering you. You can call me whatever you want. Uh, 82.86% in the selection committee, uh, 62.62% in the players committee, putting with 76.18. So those, like, three are a lock for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that based on the guidelines that we have, like, Patrick Chapin's in at number four, and he came in at 50% of the selection committee and 34.58% of the players committee for a total of 44.91. So those are the top four that I think. And then if it's the 35% number or whatever, then uh, Huey Jensen, it's, it's, Willie Jensen. It's 40%. Is it 40%? Yeah. So Jensen got 43.57% of the selection committee, only 31.78% of the players committee for 39.68%. Uh, what is this? Is this a daily MTG? Yeah. Here, I'll misses it, right. it by less than a by percent. By like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and the complete ballot results are available. Wow, so Chapin is in. So PV's in. Uh, Kenji. Kenji's in. Chapin uh, and Masa... Masahashi. Masahashi. <laughs> KYT, why did you say this name? Masashi. Mas- Masashi? It's Masashi, right? It's, just, it's hilarious. Masashi. <laughs> yeah. Say his last name, Scott. No. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Uh, I'm pumped. I, I'm really happy that, that Patrick Chapin made it in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'm kind of a kind of a little bit of a Chapin fanboy, so uh, really excited about that. I mean, I mean TV like, was obviously gonna, you know, 
I just wanted PV to sweep. Like, I wanted him to fucking get, like, fucking 100% of the The only votes. The only votes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kenji's a good pick, too. He's played a lot of fucking magic. Well, Mike Long got some votes. <laughs> look at how many votes, like, look how many of the players' votes that uh, Saito got. Yeah. Wow. You know what's funny? Um, people are probably not going to be happy with this Chris Pakula situation. Look at how low he got. Yeah. I mean, you know, he should probably be in the Hall of Fame. For what? Uh, for being awesome? <laughs> Wait, no, tell me what it's for. <laughs> because he has his face on meddling mage? What else? He he is the meddling mage. He is what the meddling mage. Aren't you the expert on this? That's enough for me. That's enough for me, man. If you're the meddling mage, you get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> hey, did you so, guys notice that Chris Lansdale listened to our latest episode, even though he says he doesn't listen to us anymore? Yeah, obviously he does. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, if you want to say that he listens, you could say that, but I'm not saying that. He said, I'm just going by what he said. He said Chris he doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> he said he doesn't listen anymore. Turns out that he did, I guess. Uh, he did, because he gave me, uh, gave us all kinds of crap on Twitter about my column name is not Eponym Hero or whatever. No, I didn't, I didn't I see that. I read the rest of it. I was just like, okay, Chris, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could just talk smack because he doesn't listen, so it really doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, Lansdale's in my shoutouts tonight, so uh, oh, let's just move along. Well, that doesn't mean John can't talk shit about him. Yeah, I guess you can do what you want. I can't wait to meet that guy. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. So, do we have anything <laughs> else then? Like, Pro Tour Hall of Fame came up. That's pretty sweet. Can we talk about that? And uh, anything else? There's, like, uh, just people nominating Fake people for gamer the... gamer nerd girls. So that was like a that was actually a, a thing on Twitter, and I think that uh, it was it was one of the more interesting discussion pieces that we've had on Twitter in a while that are pertaining to women. I think. Ugh. Yeah, because I know normally it's like the most taboo and just polarizing subject, it was but still I really think. Bad. I, yeah, but I think this one was fair. Like I I was, I was intrigued to read about it without getting angry at people being stupid on one side of it or the other. Um, so that was a nice change. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh man. We got this. Uh, we just did a 20 tweets on that. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you did a 20 tweets on something that wasn't just a GP or an SCG. You didn't do it. That's bullshit. Revised angel did it. I said, you we, we're it. a team, bro. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. so we, Jay Bush made it in there, by the way. Uh, I know he did. But I love that uh, this this Allison girl goes, uh, Allison Medwin, shout out to you, by the way. I don't know uh, who that is. I don't know either, but she posted in the in the comments of 20 tweets. She goes, I love that the tweets that I make, that make 20 tweets are the ones that I post in anger slash frustration, and it's never the more measured and reasonable ones. <laughs> it's always the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. yeah, it's like, why isn't there any magazines out there doing really well that are, you know, Talking about celebrities doing measured and well-reasoned things. <laughs> Somebody figure that out for me. Somebody go do some market research. Figure out what people like. Yeah. Especially in an environment like Twitter. We need to figure that out. Yeah. But I, anyway, back to my point of 20 tweets doing something that's not just talking about an SCG open. That was already all over Twitter anyway. That's, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. There you go. 
I'm happy for that. Yeah. So shout outs or shout out is due. Well, I don't know so, if I'd go that far, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So can we, should we move to shout outs then? Should we just call this a night? Yeah, this let's point? do it, man. Let's yeah. just call it a night. No, we, KYT wanted to talk about people nominating him for the Community Cup and Liz Cransdell tearing down. <laughs> it's like two, two of the um, Twitter personalities that like Jay hates the most fighting at Who each other. Who are they? Sean Piccone and Liz Cransdell going oh, I, at it. I blocked Sean Piccone because I just like, <laughs> I didn't want to. And I like, didn't block him for a super long time, for like ever. Just recently I blocked him. <laughs> Because he's, a good he's guy. like he's not a good guy. He's a fucking dink. I'm yeah, sure, like Sean maybe, maybe in real life, maybe in real life, he's a good guy. But like, yeah. I actually just got sick of just being like, oh man, oh is he gonna talk about Star City games pre tweets again, or is is he gonna tell me about how important Jeff Froggart is and or Jeff Froggart, sorry, not Jeff, and he how he should be on my show, or is he gonna be like? Oh man, I love you, big guy. Like on like the biggest troll ever that he gets me every time with. Or is he going to start a fight with someone else because they said that they liked a certain fighter or something? And then he's just like, and so I just was like, nah, boop. See you later. I don't think I think he's probably one of the only people I have blocked. I might have two people blocked. And he's he's one of them, so he's yeah. half the people you have blocked. I can't even. I can't even. Is there a way for me to see who I have blocked? I know there's a way. I just don't know how. Yeah, fuck. Because I would actually really like to know. Maybe he's the only person I have blocked. I'm not even really. I'm not even sure. I've I've only blocked one person. Doctor Jeebs. Doctor Jeebus. You gotta you gotta block the man in the mirror. Otherwise, people figure out who you are. Yeah, man. That's right. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so I didn't have to see the fight between Sean Piconi and Liz Cranston, but for the people that didn't see it, why don't you let us know? 20 tweet us. 20 tweet us. <laughs> no, basically, uh, Sean thinks I deserve to be nominated and Liz Cranston doesn't. Of course and... he doesn't, because why would anyone nominate not him? <laughs> so, so the argument is that it's the Moto Community Cup. Yeah, I saw that. Not just I saw like. That part. Not just, you know, the community community yeah, cup wasn't he, because... Wasn't he arguing this with Kyle? Yeah. And it, it was yeah, like a big three-way Kyle. thing. Yeah. yeah. But that's just it, right? Like, if it's not, you know, because KYT was doing Moto really heavily, like, a year ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just has been focusing on other things right now. And, yeah, you know what? If you took the next fucking, like, if you started streaming three nights a week and just, like, really giving her shit, you'd probably get in without question. Yeah. But, like... That's the only because that's people's barrier. The only barrier is what are you contributing to Moto these days? Yeah, right. I mean, is that even? And like, I'm, I don't know. Chris could be right, but is he right? He is right. Yeah, is it, uh, yeah, is he's right. He's it, right. The, is it the Moto Community Cup? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like truthfully, well, who, even, Smitty, who fucking gives a shit about that? Smitty's got <laughs> no. Who I think listen, cares. Oh my, Smitty's God. got a good shot here, guys. Sweet. And I think, that, and I think voice. that what we should do, I think we should throw yeah. our fucking votes behind Smitty fucking this year. And then KYT, you worry about streaming, and we'll get your ass in there next year. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. I think that's where Let's we should. Vote yeah. So Smitty for the Moto. That's actually the only person I would vote. Who else am I going to vote for? That's not already in the Community Cup. A pro. Fucking ship it holler. Pop, pop, <laughs> holler. Holler. That's good. I would no, like that. Ship it holler seems fine. No, we're voting for Smitty as a team, fuckface. Get on board. Fuck. Get on board. Why would I do that? Get on board behind Smitty. Smitty. You gotta be a team. Be a team. Shut up. Shut up. Smitty. 
I guess you could vote for Tangent, Jay. <laughs> you could vote for Tangent. He's doing he'd, he'd MTGO okay Hero. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Easy. Oh, man. He gets my vote. That's an easy yeah. end, dude. Yeah. <laughs> MTGO Hero? Who do, who doesn't want the hero in, dude? Yeah. Vote that. Make a guy's a hero. Fuck? How is that a thing? Like, oh, guys, by the way, um, just so that everybody on the whole planet knows, uh, upcoming this weekend is going to be, like, my, uh, like, Really invite only EDH uh, friendly bro hangout at my house. So if you you know know anyone that wants to come and do that, just nominate them, and you know nominate them, and we'll we'll pile the nominations together. And who fucking cares about the Moto what Community are, Cup? How is you, this a real thing? Because it's a lot of fun, and it's because is you it a get lot to of fun? how much fun we. You know what? I personally have really enjoyed reading the coverage about that because we <laughs> nominate a team of people. <laughs> To play against Watsi and fucking show it up, and then yeah. we all like reap the benefits really as moto players. It doesn't really matter because Watsi usually sucks. Yeah, like oh my god, LS it's so much fun to remind them of that. Water. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Like, hey, speaking of formats that are really wacky, Noel de Cordova lost again. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, these are the reasons I don't watch fucking Magic coverage on the weekend okay guys so have you guys heard of this pdh format popper edh yeah oh i've heard about that before you basically get an uncommon general like any uncommon card uh, i mean any uncommon creature and then it's all commons yeah yeah what do you think the best general is for that i don't care yeah who cares Fuck. I really, that's what I care about. I'm trying to. I'm trying to glean knowledge because I'm trying to build one. You just uh, so any any deck any deck that you can play uh, like capsize in yeah. is probably correct. What you do is you play you just like regular EDH. You play the best mono blue general possible with all the spells and permission. Or 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 you play rocks warmuck, and then you get all of the wicked because like yeah. then you get all of the ramp in green. You get all of the cantrips and counterspells in blue, and then you get all of the fucking whatever white cards you want. Yeah, right, so like, you're, I, you're on rocks Well, either that or is there a rug three color? Because that'd be good too. Because then you could play like all the fucking burn and ramp know. and counters. I know that Taylor Gunn is playing Imperius Perfect. Who's Taylor Gunn? Yeah, that's he's from the bridge. Yeah, but that's just like elf deck, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, elves. There you go. Play that. Play elves. Play combo elves. That seems actually really good. Yeah. There, we figured out the format. Seems pretty good. <laughs> different. With a different one. With a different one, yeah. Yeah, I might go with, uh, is it Guild Mage? Ooh. It's blue-red? Yeah. Is it? You can't, no. If you're, no, no. You, you can't convince me that playing any Guild Mage other than Azorius Guild Mage is remotely correct. What if I can kill people with a combo with it? What if I can kill people with a combo? Uh. Think, I still think you lose to Elves. How? I just killed him with a combo, they, bro. They yeah, it's fucking EDH, and you don't have tutors that are amazing to find shit. Like, it yeah. is a hundred card singleton format. If you put, let me put it to you this, John, I'm not going to argue the what ifs with you. I'll tell you what. You build it, you pull it off, and I'll listen to the story. Yeah. Okay. okay? All right. Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. All right. Could you, I'll give, could you I, I will to commit to that. On the same weekend that the Community Cup is? <laughs> so we have something else to talk about. <laughs> oh man, Jay hates the community. 
So, all right. So let's so speaking let's of, do this. Speaking of hating the community, Jay. Speaking yeah. speaking of the community, actually, yeah. can you read a comment this week? Can you pick one and read a couple good ones? Sure, but then the, and you then have, we can I mean, go to last sh- for shoutouts, and I have to read deal because I'm just going through them now. Okay. No, you do shoutouts, and then I'll do some reading and some shoutouts. Okay. All right, that's fine. All right, so uh, you guys had like a million fucking. <laughs> people that you need to shout out, right? Because you saw everybody. So I'm just going to hammer off my quick list here and call it a day. So shout out to Jeff Woods, Tangent, and Travis Hall. Uh, was having a rough day this week, and you guys were, like, really good at picking me up off my ass. So I just want to make sure that I give a shout out to you guys personally because I really appreciated it. Um, I want to give a shout out to Russell Tassiker. Um, because, oh, man, sick. Yeah, because he went swing dancing this week. Nice. And that's fucking awesome. I love swing dancing. Me too. I love it. I want a word for that shit once. Nice. See, because like being a a pretty big guy, like we support a lot of our weight anyway, and surprisingly dexterous for a guy my size, and being able to like fling hot chicks around. Those football players on that bad show that all my ladies are watching. You know what it's all about. So anyways, so so shout out to him because it was awesome. Um, Shout out to Andrew McGreeny. Uh, because that man makes me laugh throughout the week, and uh, he fucking sent me something today that I nearly wet myself over. It was pretty good, so shout out to him. Um, also, he told me that I wasn't allowed to cast this week unless I actually played some magic, so tough shit, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, the folks at the bridge, uh, J.K.L., Jack, Taylor, and Pete. Um, Lots of uh, fun interactions with you guys on Twitter this week, and it's just been nice to kind of, like, virtually hang with you. So it's pretty sweet. Um, and then I've got uh, the Morose shout-out. So I have to give a shout-out to Amanda Stevens, um, who had a rough week this week. And uh, she and I had a nice lengthy conversation on Facebook, and so she's now on the up and up. So everyone give her virtual hugs. Um <laughs> Shout out to uh, I gotta give a shout out to Lansdale. He's gonna move right on by that. Okay, Lans Lansdale's been having a tough go. Uh, Amanda Stevens from Redside wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, Her last name to... is Stevens. Yeah, I didn't know that. There you have it. Yeah, Sage Gnosis on Twitter. Right. Um, Chris Lansdale, brother. Shout out. Uh, Man's had had a pretty rough week, as far as I understand. So I just wanted to uh, make sure that he got the appropriate love this week. Um, shout out to Nina, Cardboard Witch. Uh, love you, dear, and uh, hope everything turns out fine because she's going through some pretty tough, tough stuff too. So, um, those are my shout outs. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah. yeah, I'm done. I'll go. I'll go quickly. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Sal from Face to Face Games. Uh, that guy's cool. I, I like that guy. I'm a big fan. So uh, shout out to him. I got a chance to kind of hang out with him just for a couple of minutes uh, at the GP, and that was cool. Uh, shout out to all the people that hang out with GP. I'm not going to name you all, um, but it was really fun hanging out. Shout out to Adam Prozac for helping with FNM Hero. Uh, he's been kind of just chatting up the deck list with me, and uh, I've been playing that mono blue deck that Jay hates so much, uh, and uh, I like it. Um, shout out to you guys for making an awesome podcast. I had a bunch of people come up to me at the GP and say, hey, I love the A-Team. I love listening to you guys on there. 
Jaybush can suck it, all the, those kind of things. Uh, also had some people come up to me and hand me a piece of paper, thanks to you guys, uh, that says more booze cube on it. So <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> so I guess you guys were talking on Twitter, and he was like, yeah, I see him right now. And then he wrote more booze cube on a paper and came and dropped it off to me. So, <laughs> so uh, the A-Team fans are just awesome. I just want to say, you know, it's really cool interacting with you guys. Uh, it's cool that you guys are giving me shit about the booze cube and that you're trolling all areas of my... Social media, I love that. I think that's awesome. And uh, so keep it up, guys. Uh, I'm really giving our shan- our fans a shout-out. I like that. Hmm. And I've also noticed that you guys have been commenting more. And I think it's because you think I'm going to give away a bonfire in the damned or something, which I probably will give something away at some point, but I do appreciate the comments anyway. It's good to get good to get a bunch of feedback on the episodes. And yeah. that's it. That's it for me. I probably forgot some people, but that's it. Yeah, I'll go next, and you know, there, there, I just met a bunch of people, and I'm going to forget um, all the people that came up to me and thanked me for the show. Um, I'm just gonna name. I got to meet Travis Hall, though. I got to meet uh, uh, one of the listeners' names, John Richardson. I got to see Melvin Conyers again, and he works at Cool Stuff Inc. He's been a huge supporter of the cast for a long time. Leaves a bunch of comments on, and. He's actually, um, to support me and everything that I've done in the community, he gave me a foil gristle brand that I've decided nice. to actually give away to someone who leaves a comment on this very episode. So, um, foil gristle brand Shit. on the line. So, but extra okay. shouts to Melvin. The only stipulation is <laughs> it can't, you can't, like, try to suck KYT's dick in the comments for it. <laughs> Like, it's the only stipulation. You have to come up with a really, really, really interesting <laughs> insult about something that we talked about tonight. So it could be Medina. It could be KYT. <laughs> it could be... I mean, it's encouraged that it be Medina. It might get you a couple extra ballots in the hat. <laughs> uh, it, could, it could be 20 tweets. Also good for two ballots. Could be Community Cup. Could be Community Cup, which I basically just... Tell KYT to fucking give you the goddamn grills brand. Uh, if it's funny, it's gotta be creative. It's gotta be funny. It's gotta be. You guys gotta do some work here. You know, we're ninety six episodes in. Ain't been doing. I think too our much fans. Work. I think our fans will be able to come up with some interesting stuff, man. Oh, I would think. By the way, can That's... I enter this KYT? Because no? I could use a foil gristle brand. I am. Uh, I'm back to foiling my decks, so I would love to uh, do that. You could try. You could try. I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll make an alias. Oh, man. Maybe I'll be, like, Robot Larger. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's going to be Robot Largest after that. (laughs) Robot the Largest. So, huge shout-outs to Melvin. Um, Big, big, big big-time supporter of the show. Wow. Um, Thank you, Melvin. Man. Uh, Shout-out to Kyle. Who really who nominated me for a community cup and is really pushing the idea <laughs> for me to make it? Even though you know I've tweeted multiple times that I don't think so. Maybe a year ago uh, when I was doing draft videos with Alex or or something, but I haven't really done anything modal related for a long time. But you know, if somehow my community work alone can get me there, then by all means nominate me. <laughs> but a huge shout out to him and Sean Pacconi who think I deserve to be there. Um, 
shout out to John. It was really nice meeting you. I think, you know, we clicked really well. And despite the constant Alex trolling, <laughs> uh, I had a great time with you, especially at the Brazilian Steakhouse. It was, it was a great weekend. And I think those are my shout-outs of the week. I'm going to miss a bunch of shout-outs to Sal. I met Ruben Bressler. I met Cranny. Um, I'm going to forget someone. Uh, so, But I'm done for now. <laughs> Jay? All right. Uh, first of all, I have to shout-out to Tangent for being on our show last week. And also for just replying to every single fucking comment on this show. Serious. Man, that guy is putting in some work. Like, he's the new carterography. <laughs> Remember that guy? Remember that guy? Oh, man, that guy insane. <laughs> uh, and then I have to shout out to Shaolin Monk, who, uh, who is, like, he's just always listens and his, his comments are always really, I find them always really funny because he, like, breaks them down. And like, if if He's anyone like didn't, sporadic. yeah, and like, yeah. and he always comments like ten times. And if if you didn't listen to the episode, it's fine. You can just read his comments and know exactly what's going on because <laughs> he like he like puts them in point form and like per per issue. So like, here's a comment that's really good. Having tangent back on the podcast arena was quite cool. I wasn't really a fan of Mana Screwed when it was on, which is not surprising. But that was more so the other personalities. I always liked Tangent, though. In regard to your drama Tangent, that's a hard pill to swallow, and I understand that. It's quite messed up that you're getting hit for shift four years after the fact. If it were me, I'd be saying I want to be a part, since you're going to be hitting me up for money, bitch. That shit's fucked up. And that family obviously isn't getting along well if they're trying to hit you up for support. The fact that you always... That you were always no-nonsense and brought it right to everyone's face was one of the major reasons I respected you. The Public Enemies podcast was great for that. Ugh. That was actually the only other podcast I'd listened to. So suck it, Untapped. I think that's the name of that show. <laughs> Jay's, oh, Jay's little skibbity-bidi-bop was great intro for Sneak Keeper Ditch. Thanks for bringing it back. I do thoroughly enjoy that. It helps gain insight to formats I don't play. Plus, hearing you guys argue about shit is great. Bam! Y'all read my comment. Yes! So this is the part, like, where he's, like, he's typing as he's listening. And then we read his comment. He's like, fucking shit, me! Hit the enter key a couple times. Get a page break in there. Fucking, that was my favorite part of the cast. It was great. I listened to that part a ton. Well, no, I probably didn't. You're not going to run across... Many that have been in a fight at a magic tournament. Why the hell would anyone think Robot Large is Jay? His comments have no connection to Jay whatsoever. It's like he's again, he's breaking it down. He's breaking it down. <laughs> and I think then, he comments as he's listening. Yeah. I like, accept you. That's awesome. To, yeah. And then I really like <laughs> I really like the end of his comment. Golf is not better than magic, Jay. Golf is terrible. <laughs> you skipped so much. Fucking arm fall off guy. I remember that shit. I was only like 11 when that came out. <laughs> Best comic book hero ever is The Punisher. There hasn't been a good movie about him made yet. No, not even the, the Tom, awesome Dolph Lundgren one. The Tom Jane movie was great. Fuck you, Shaolin Monk. Yeah. It's just he been revoked. Arm That's fall right. off he fucked guy. everyone up and didn't have superpowers. He just improvised and kicked ass. It also helped they need all the awesome weapons at his disposal. Is that what Golf helps The not- Punisher? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so- I guess I'm going to have to check out Jinx Titles and untap. Yeah, Golf is not better than Magic J. Golf is terrible. So what, like, if I watch it, I feel all dirty. I need to go shower afterwards. Golf is like baseball. You don't need to be in shape to play it. <laughs> and then, like, be sure you announce if you're ever coming to a Denver co-event. 
which is Colorado. I will be there. <laughs> and then Tangent just like scoops in for some PR. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate your support. <laughs> so what if we did this? Instead of the person who leaves a comment on next episode, we will select from the people who comment as they're listening, like that. Ooh. I don't want more than one Shaolin Monk. <laughs> Dude, I like to hear people's responses, like when Joel Nidri used okay. to comment in... He What's your email? To... What? Email I'm talking at... about in the comments, douchebag. I'm talking about email. <laughs> Freaking Jay Bush, man. Freaking Jay Bush. Moving on. We've now come yep. to a person named Moistorius. So Thank we gotta you. give that guy a shadow, because that... Moi- yeah, that's, a gr- that's an awesome that's name. Gross. I feel... Ugh, I feel gross reading that moist stories. <laughs> you know, I've been listening to you guys for a while now. Over a year? The first episode I remember was an episode where Jay was complaining about white knighting or something. Came across completely wrong. And I, decided that I decided that Jay was a sexist prick. And from that point, was the <laughs> most hated man in magic. Sorry, Jack boy. Of course, a few episodes later, I realized Jay is actually a pretty cool dude. And it isn't so <laughs> prick. As he is tired of being called a douche for saying something that is actually objective fact, such as, <laughs> I have had a girl who is good at magic. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is, you're a pretty cool guy, Jay. Well, I didn't even read this comment before I started reading it, and I got to the part where, <laughs> I got to the part where he decided that, or she, decided that I was a sexist prick, and then I was like, maybe I should bail out on this comment. <laughs> <laughs> But as it turns out, nope. Love the show, guys. You make my Sunday nights slash Monday mornings a lot more bearable. Also, did you guys notice the last episode? You had a black guy, a Mexican guy, a native guy, an Asian guy, and a white guy. That's the start of the joke if I ever heard one. That's racist. Awesome. Okay, moist. That's going to be poor joke. But you, yeah, yeah. Back up off the racism. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. What other shout-outs do I have? Shout-out to Kevy. Well, we gotta give a shout-out to Kevy Metal for coming up with a brand new hero article. He's oh. gonna write the uh. Booze Cube hero article. Hero. Wow. <laughs> more he goes, I figure, I figure since my magic skills are more than lacking, I can make up for it with my super rock and roll drinking expertise. It'll be easy. I guess I'd start by Booze Cubing every weekend, trying different strategies and so on, but the catch is I have to write my article immediately following the games. <laughs> that way readers are treated to a bunch of drunken gibberish instead of a co- Coherent learning experience. <laughs> Anyways, wow. I thought that was pretty Freaking good. Heavy metal. Oh, and then Shaolin Monk again with the comment. Bam! First! I'm only eight minutes in now, so more to come. <laughs> like, yeah, see? Thanks for the I update. I think that's awesome. That is, yeah. What's your email? So I, I, really like, I really like the one from K8 and Nicholas one. Shout out for Boondock Saints, best movie ever. LOL. Oh man, guys, you just can't die. I mean, legit, you guys die, and I'm sure the internet will stop to exist. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. Yeah. What about this one from Scott Smith, More Medina? That one's simple. Yeah. 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 Or David Mantle. Fook you guys. You can suck it. That's who my vote's going to be for Community Cup is Scott Smith. Me too. Yeah, no, you got two votes now, bro. Oh, did you see from uh, that guy Peterson? It's Peterson, you dumb shit. <laughs> Peterson uh, sent me an email. <laughs> he was like, thanks for trolling me on the A-team. It made my day. And then I go, I sent the email back. I'm like, hey, I hope it really did make your day. Like, thanks for commenting on my email, right? And then he never commented back. So I think maybe it didn't make his day. 
Yeesh. And by the way, the picture that I was making fun of was his wedding picture, I guess. Nice. Oh. You're a classy Oops. person. Sorry, dude. Party foul. Sorry Dagger. about that, Pedersen. I have to give a shout-out have to give a shout out to myself, by which I mean Robot Large, because obviously we're the same person. Uh, he, has, he, he, and by he I mean I, have some pretty good theories about which one of these I actually am. So figure that out, fuckers. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah figure we'll, it out. Get, we'll get right we'll, on that. We'll get a teacher to help you figure it out. So, uh, what do you have some actual shout-outs, Jay, this week? Eh. Nah. Shout-out to Mike fucking K, who fell asleep on the uh, on the last show when he was begged and playing Dota with me. And, uh, for sucking. Uh, who else? Shout-out to Cedric Phillips for doing great on his stream. And for mm-hmm. doing so good last week on the old, uh, the old, you know, magic casting commentating. It's actually I'm pretty the worst, sure that but, I'm pretty yeah. sure that Cedric's stream tonight was uh, he was going to go like three hours deep on Bant Pod and Standard. Tight. You know what? Actually, I really like about his stream is that he's always like looking for what other people want, and then he just does that instead yeah. of me like going in there and him being like, "Oh, today we're just going to draft the fucking." I don't know, whatever was good in AVR draft. What was good in that? Green? I don't know, dude. I don't draft. You should start drafting. No, man. That costs money, bro. No, you just go infinite. Not if you're not good. Well, you know how you get good is you listen to limited resources. Oh, Shout out man. to Marshall and, uh, and John. Why don't you listen to limited resources? Hmm? Uh, yeah. I've never listened to limited resources because I never Whoa. play limited, dumbass. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! No support. You hear that, Marshall? John Medina doesn't like you. You know what? I try to listen to one limited resources, but since I don't play limited, it's like trying to listen to Commander Cast when you don't play Commander. Oh man, it's awful! Mm. It's awful. <laughs> You're just like he's like. So I I got a second pick. Of this and it's just like okay. Is that good? Is it bad? I don't know. <laughs> By that reasoning, I really hope nobody listens to this episode who doesn't play modern. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yeah. You can suck it if you don't like this episode. Whoa. Yeah, suck on that. Yeah, suck on that. And also, shout out to whoever replaces Medina on the A-team. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the future replacement. Pre-shout pre- out. I guess I could yeah. get some fucking sleep on Thursday nights then instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> Old dirty man. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we're running long, so I guess we'll cut it. That's what we'll she said. Wah, <laughs> <laughs> wah. Oh, my God. Well, if there's anything else uh, you guys want to hear from us, put it in the comments. And if there's anything that you want to know about the Dragon Master, you can put that in the comments, too. Because off. There's a good chance I'll be able to read all those uh, before the actual interview. So I'm going to ask him how, what shampoo he uses, so you can just leave that one off. I'm not going to ask him that. But I am going to ask him how many people that he slept with <laughs> and told them that he was a professional card player. To yes! Get He's yeah, not so going to answer that. Probably He's not, gonna but it's going to be it. really It'll awesome be to ask. Kibler, yeah. you get a lot oh, of help. Shout out to Durf for the new uh, A-Team logo. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, i got to change my Twitter art. I tried to change that shit. It didn't even work. Anti shout out to Twitter. 
<laughs> I'm really disappointed at how bad you are at Twitter, considering how many times you've tweeted. He's what the fuck, man? He's you go there, good. and you click on your goddamn picture, and then you fucking click to change it, and you pick the new picture, and then you click save. What the fuck else could you do? Can you reach the keyboard, Jay? I'm, I'm thinking maybe you just can't reach the keyboard. Why would I be using a keyboard? To change my fucking Twitter picture, you idiot! It's all about it's all about the smartphones these days, guys. All about the smartphones. Yeah, yeah. You fucking jobins. <laughs> all right. Good night. Good fucking night. I said good night, sir. Good night. <laughs> I said white night, sir. I said white night, sir. <laughs> all right. That's, that's where it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So that that scares me. I'm like just listening, and it's like John Medina's like, "See you later," and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs>